morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, July. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Your station. It's a refreshing Three minutes past the hour of six. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Diana Hamilton. Edino, the name of Jesus. 
on the wings of this song. We welcome you to Thursday, 26 January. So much to do, much things to say. Starting the show with Business Sense, brought to you by ADB. With a special personal loan top-up, you have reduced interest rate, extended repayment periods, and maintain your existing repayment plan. It's good news for those who need a special loan top-up to meet your school and hostel fees, your rent, your mortgage, your domestic needs, and more. Call 059-384-4898. That's 059-384-4898. Business Sense brought to you by ADB, Trudia, Greek, and more. And we're just going back to something we've been saying this whole week. We overestimate what we can do tomorrow because tomorrow actually never comes. Because the tomorrow you are waiting for is actually the today. And we also over exaggerate what we did yesterday. And there are some who also undervalue today. Spend the whole of the day daydreaming about what they can do tomorrow. Well, a few minutes of action is worth a lot more than many, many hours of just dreaming. So today is the only moment you have. Seize the moment. Grab the day by the scruff of the neck and make a difference with the time you have at your disposal. It's called the power of now. The power of now. Harness the power of now to start a change in your life and business or your family or anything that matters to you. It's great to plan, but it's better to act. Business Sense brought to you by ADB, truly a Greek and more. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. You're a miracle Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
Yes, I can be bigger, bigger, stronger, stronger, harder, harder. Yes, I can be. Tayo Cruz, I can be bigger, I can be stronger. I can also be calmer. A lot of times people feel success is about doing things. It's also about restraint. I can also endure longer. It's not always about doing. So the question is, for example, how long can you stay without your food? Yeah, that's, 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 I mean, you know, sometimes you need to have a minimalist mindset for success. So it's always bigger, stronger, harder, faster. It can also be slower, more deliberate, more thoughtful, more careful. You know, a lot of times the language we use is always expansive. The language is always with superlatives. I've done, I've done. The Bible says, having done all to stand. So sometimes just being able to be patient is a lot of strength. So don't con- don't construe success to only mean the doing of big things. Success can also mean the survival with small things. The survival with small things. So like five loaves of bread and two fish. What can, what can you do with it? How long can you last on that? Because we are in austere times and sometimes you need to figure out how to do magic and a lot of our, our homekeepers do this so how they manage that 5,000 CD salary with transportation food school fees mm-hmm. I mean yeah well Total Energies is proud to be associated with the newspaper review we are the company petroleum company of the year this is our third consecutive year and this is under the CIMG marketing awards and we dedicate these awards to our valued customers. Thank you for your unwavering trust and your loyalty to the Total Energies brand. And we promise to continue delivering exciting and innovative products for you. Kukui Hansen is in the house. Good morning, Kukui. Good morning, Bernardino. How Godf- are you? I'm very well, thank you. And Godfred Akutobo is also in the house. Good morning, Godfred. Good morning, Bernard. How are you doing? Charlie, I'm checking out the clergy meeting the politicians these days. Charlie, the meetings are just plenty. This is different from yesterday's one. No, I thought, Alan went to you. I'm just yeah, checking I, who went. Yeah, I told you. I told you. I've seen the photo, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot of a but, lot of meetings. But Aloski, I've come again. What is it this time? <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't come. No, I hope it's not Danso Man and... Uh, why, should, why can it not be Danso Man? Okay, That's where I live. Tell me but this one is not Danso Man. Okay, what is, what, what is <laughs> this? Is, I was is. checking the news. I wanted to see whether anybody had carried... I think it will be on City Sports. City Sports will have it. Aloski, we need to ask further questions about how we blew $14 million in a calendar year on Black Stars and Black Queens. $40 million. What is the city equivalent of that? Other than 42 million Ghana cities. Over which period? One year. On what? Football. The national teams, two national teams. Wow. And supporters. If you, mm. if you, oh, okay, carrying people to go and watch as well. We need explanation. You know, there, there are six line items that amount to that. And this is, and this is, ex- and this is extra spending. This is outside the budget. <laughs> And now you Fourteen say, million dollars. Now you say I can't exchange my my savings. I can't do that exchange after you, know, you spend this money. You see, you see, do, and you know what? I'm, I'm surprised it's not a bit more mainstream because people tend to think of sports as a niche thing. But this is fourteen million dollars. Fourteen million. That's a lot of money spent over like a six month period. That's a lot of money. And you say this is outside budget. And you see, it's not just that. If you look at some, I do football, Bernard. Mm-hmm. When they tell me they have spent one point nine million. Mm. Ghana cities mm. on two matches of the Black Queens. 
in this country. 1.9 million cities. Bernard, you should it, come and explain it. The it, sports minister. Is the match that expensive? Bernard, I see the sports minister. Come and explain. 1.9 million cities on the Black Queens. Black Queens. Not Black Stars. The Black Queens were underpaid, so, underfed, oh, 1.9 under million. What did they, what are, did they break it down? Bernard, last year we, we saw the calendar of the Black Queens, Bernard. They were not that busy. 1.9 million cities on two games. Yes. Hey, then that thing is expensive. Mm. The, the football, you must enter. Mm. Wow. Anyway, so the news about reviews where we started. Obviously, this I don't know if it's the newspaper, but the story what you're referring it's to. It's a city newsroom. Okay, it's, so um, it should be on city, city spots. Okay, yes, find it for me. And I also wanted to read Kaziela Two Thousand has just posted something mm. because you know, this morning the news has been divided. Some sixty or some number of MPs say they are not happy with the decision. Another group say they are happy. Well, he just posted on his Facebook page, mm. "My dear friends, yeah. I'm honoured and humbled mm. to have been chosen." Mm. To lead our illustrious and gallant caucus mm-hmm. in parliament. I thank the leadership of our party who have placed their trust and confidence in me. Uh-huh. I'm also deeply grateful to colleagues, the rank and file of our party and the Ghanaian people for their profound support and solidarity. Oh. I have held fruitful and positive conversations with my senior brother, Honorable Harun Idrisu. I commend him for his admirable stewardship when he was granted the opportunity to by the party's leadership. As leader, it will be my duty to represent our collective goals with unwavering dedication and high integrity. Mm. I have no doubt that your support will see us succeed. May God bless our efforts. That so sounds like some nice SLC speech. That's <laughs> why, so if like you deliver it in secondary school, so is, it, is, there, is there peace in the Middle East now? Is everything well, kosher? She, she, is everyone we happy? We can start from there. So, okay. having okay. having read that, the couple yeah, of stories, to, minority to MPs to meet today over leadership shakeup. Mm. Of course, this 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 uh, document has come in, but a few other stories. NDC MPs divided about the leadership changes on City Newsroom as well, and then um, Franklin Kujo and Co. They are saying the minority leadership may succeed or falter to indeed CDD is cautioning NDC about the way they went about this. Mm. Tread carefully on minority leadership change, CDD to NDC. I don't know if there are other stories with this. Yes, the Anchor News West front page has a few, says deep cracks in NDC caucus in parliament. Party holds crunch meeting with MPs today. Mm. And I think um, KCL will be speaking this morning. And mm. that will be live on City mm-hmm. uh, TV. So, mm-hmm. And then on the front page of the Daybreak newspapers, uh, it says that 77 NDC MPs endorse Atto Forsen mm-hmm. as 48 MP sign rejection. So 70, 77 endorse 48. Again, yes. I'm not happy. And then on the new crusading guide front page, NDC MPs reject change in leadership as they call for reversal of decision. And on the Chronicle front page, NDC in turmoil over mosquitoes reshuffle. And they have an interesting scripture too. Mm-hmm. James chapter 3 verse 16. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, oh there will be disorder and every vile practice. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take you to other headlines right out on the front page of the daily graphic government should cut expenditure IEA prescribes reduced spending on free senior high school national cathedral comes to the photo of Dr. John Kwache director of research of the IEA World Bank rewards nation for emission reduction Ghana committed to safeguarding human rights that's according to the attorney general and the finance ministry develops expenditure management guidelines don't you actually have a law that guides what they do there is. Maybe you need to add the guidelines to execute the law. <laughs> All right. The Ghanaian Times from page. For reducing emission from deforestation and forest degradation, the World Bank pays Ghana over $4.8 million. And this is for the first monitoring period from June to December 2019. If World Bank dashes $4 million and it makes the front page of the Ghanaian Times <laughs> blowing $14 million. I tell you. Dollars. Yeah, but the, you see, the, 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 the story came as an extract from the budget. 
Mm-hmm. And I haven't really seen the full document. Oh, I have. So maybe we should then put... The, I, I mean... Okay. Yeah, you're right. $4.8 million gift from World Bank is on the front page. And we have yes. blown $14 million on two teams. And we don't seem to think it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's go on. All right. So Students Loan Trust Fund, they've also set up a digital payment platform for loan recovery. So if you're a student who takes a loan, you've got to pay it back. Mm-hmm. And there's a platform for you to enable you to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 39 Krabi Asante Technical Vocational Institute students are remanded over vandalism in school. And the Ghana Health Service records 221 new leprosy cases nationwide mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'll go to the business finder. Propel intra-Africa trade and investment. Yofi Grant is rallying IPAs. And Alpha Lotto gives 50,000 Ghana cities package to wager leprosarium. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that uh, leprosy cases are going up and the leprosarium has gotten... Some nice donations as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then there are more stories in the other papers. Let me take you online. Uh, citynewsroom.com has a lot of stories on the NDC. Minority MPs to meet over shake-up, as I read already. Uh, MPs divided over the shake-up as well. CDD is advising the uh, minority or the NDC to tread cautiously. Other stories on their website, though. WIAC releases 2022 BC results. Mm. And Ghanaians believe government lost COVID cash to corruption, according to an Afrobarometer report. Now, my job online is leading with the WIAC releasing the results for last year's BC and says 60 NDC MPs reject changes in leadership while 77 MPs endorse. So that's 60 and 77, that's 137. So it's like almost split mm. right down the middle. Citybusinessnews.com completely exempt individuals from domestic debt exchange program over the bank agreement. This is Senior Hosi to government. Meanwhile, tax on agro-imposts is a threat to agribusinesses and food security. These are views expressed by some analysts. And I still can't find the uh, football story you are, you are referring to, although I do have the extract here. Mm-hmm. If you go to City Sports Online, they're leading with, uh, like, Olympic Lyon shows interest in Tariq Lamte, ex Kotoko defender okay. Christopher Nete joins the Olympics. You know, those are some of the... the okay, we'll yeah, get there then. Those are some of the, the headlines we have. We don't have the... The, the story on this one. Yeah, I'm sure they're working on it for the morning. All right, let me give you some details then, yes. if you don't yes. mind. I'll take you to the front page of the Daily Graphic, where we are all looking at how we can save the country some money. The IEA hmm. have some great ideas, according to its director of research, Dr. John Kwachi. Mm-hmm. Um, and according to them, they have urged the government to cut its expenditure on some of its flagship projects, <laughs> including uh, those on infrastructure the free senior high school policy, the National Cathedral and Goods and Services mm-hmm. as the most convincing demonstration of good faith mm-hmm. for people and institutions to join the domestic debt exchange program voluntarily. Mm-hmm. The director of research at the Institute, Dr. John Kwache, and the IES International Scholar and Editor of its Ghana Policy Journal, Professor Alexander Bilsendako, made the call in a presentation to the press on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Dr. Kwache uh, stated that public sector compensation averagely accounted for 20% of government expenditure and also absorbed over 30% of total revenue for the 2023 to 2026 budget projections, seeing there was considerable room to reduce that expenditure item. Mm -hmm. He said the Office of Government Machinery, comprising an amalgamation of departments and agencies with a staff of 1,500, was overbloated with a sizable budget that is projected to be about $1.4 billion that is between 1.4 billion and 1.6 billion Ghana cities. That's between 2023 and 2026. Mm-hmm. So they are proposing that the staff and budget of that office should be halved to save about 500 million Ghana cities annually. Then he also spoke about the energy sector payment shortfalls, spoke about goods and services, infrastructure, and free senior high school. 
All right. Are we still going to talk about the reshuffle in Parliament? No, we'll, we'll, come, we'll, we'll come there. I just, since okay. we're talking about saving money, Ghanaians believe government lost COVID cash to corruption. This is an Afrobarometer report. Then you can bring us the World Bank money. Mm. A new survey from Afrobarometer has revealed that the majority of Ghanaians believe that government performed well in managing their response to COVID pandemic, but funds intended for the exercise were lost to corruption. In the April 2022 survey, a quarter of respondents reported that a member of their household had lost a job or primary source of income due to the pandemic. And some of the key findings in the report also showed that um, uh, few Ghanaians reported that their households received pandemic relief assistance from the government, while many said the distribution was unfair. And this comes on the back of the uh, COVID audit, special COVID audit done by the, the Auditor General's Department, which showed, among other things, that over uh, 80-something million was spent on uh, vaccines that were not really brought into the country. And we are told that it was about 55% of all the expenditure made on COVID. The rest were on non-COVID items. Mm. Still on money issues. Yes, indeed. On the uh, Ghanaian Times, page 11, the World Bank pays Ghana over $4.8 million. So Ghana has received that money from the World Bank for reducing emissions from deforestation and forest degradation. It's the first of four payments expected under the Emission Reductions Payment Agreement with the World Bank. This aims at encouraging member countries to implement activities to reduce carbon emission. Ghana is one of 15 countries that have signed ERPAs with the World Bank. Um, they're implementing actions within a 6 million hectare stretch of forest where biodiversity and forests are under pressure from cocoa farming and unsustainable harvesting and small-scale mining. Mm. According to a statement issued by the World Bank in Accra yesterday, Ghana received the funds from the World Bank's Forest Carbon Partnership Facility. They reduced or we reduced 972,456 tons of carbon emission for the first monitoring period. It was a six-month period from June to December 2019. Ghana the, thus becomes the second country in Africa after Mozambique to receive payments for reducing emissions. Um, and mm. the payment is the first of four, as we said already. So right. this first of four. Um, okay, now let's get to the NDC. 77 MPs reject those are two force. Endorse and then... Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so 77 endorse. Yes, let me yes. take you to the... 60 reject. Brick newspaper. Mm. And on page three... Uh, it writes that 77 National Democratic Congress uh, members of Parliament have also signed a petition to support hmm. the appointment of Dr. KCL Atoforsen as the new minority leader. Hmm. And this comes just a few hours after 48 other NDC MPs also signed a petition to reject the changes to the minority leadership made by the party. Mm-hmm. The MPs have called an emergency meeting in Parliament which the National Chairman is doing Ketia and the General Secretary Fikwete will be attending. Mm. Well, so is it 60 or 48 that support it? Well, that's, no, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. There are a couple of stories which I thought you would be interested in. Alan Tremating eh. is doing two things. He's meeting religious leaders, but he's also asking government to exclude individual bondholders on the domestic debt exchange. So we're going to see a lot of positions from the aspirants as, as we approach the election. An aspiring flag of the MPP, Alan Tremating, has led the government to exclude individual bondholders from the domestic debt exchange program. This is on Joy Online. According to him, the financial sector will face dire consequences should government go contrary to the call. The deadline for holders to sign up is barely a week away and government is still having talks with such investors. Mr. Chairman, however, holds the view that individual bondholders represent a critical part of the economy. And it goes, he says, when they invest money in bonds, it's basically savings because instead of them putting the money under their mattresses, they are putting the money in secured instruments. If we touch the investment from these ve- vulnerable groups, we are also making them lose the appetite and desire for saving. And that is the most dangerous thing that could happen to the country, he said. So I, I, I agree with him. 
Meanwhile, the Liberal bondholders say government should free their bonds from the debt exchange program following their ongoing success with the Ghana Association mm-hmm. of Bankers. Anyway, he says, you will meet your 80%, leave us out of your debt exchange program. And Alan has also been meeting the pledges, pledging to collaborate with them on page 19 mm-hmm. of the Daily Graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, he held the meeting that was attended by quite a few heavyweights. Uh, so Reverend Ekwampo, of Global Revival Ministry, was there. Reverend Dr. Sirofaisi of the Christian Council was there. Manuel J. Prayer Palace, uh, Reverend Ernest Amwakun. Uh, Reverend Joshua Bing, CCC, mm-hmm. uh, was present. Professor Malatanga, CAC, uh, Nana Kwati, you know, quite a few. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. He's been busy. All right. Can we talk about the Kobe Asante Technical and Vocational Institute yeah. students? Mm-hmm. Yes. 39 of them have been remanded over vandalism in school. Out of the 39 accused students, 27 are juveniles. All of them have been charged with conspiracy to commit a crime or to wit, unlawful entry, causing unlawful damage and stealing. Lawyers for the students prayed the court to grant bail to their clients, but the prosecution argued against that request. Now, the court, presided over by Mr. Samuel Bwabin Kwansa, described the prayer for bail as premature. He asked the police to remand the young offenders in police custody and the juveniles at a juvenile home. Their case has been adjourned to February the 2nd. Now, um, the Ashanti Regional Police Command, ACP Kofi Blagoji, is the head of legal and prosecution said that other students or suspects are being sought and he kicked against the granting of bail the school has been closed down indefinitely as we know the mm-hmm. rampaging students destroyed the lighting system dining hall and food in the storeroom mm-hmm. yeah so there's there's much ado about this the regional minister Samuel Osei Mensa said students who vandalize school property would bear the cost of the repairs and of course he warned other students against doing same so we'll be mm. following that WIAC has released results of the 2022 BC and the entire results of 73 candidates have been Cancelled, so that's the lead story on Journal Line on City Newsroom as well. Mm. So basically, that's what the story says. Mm. The results are in, and you you can check for your word. Let me give you two quick stories. One from the Daybreak uh, newspaper on page five. The Minister for Transport, Kuku for us, some. Asiama has announced that Ghana Airlines, mm-hmm. Ghana Airlines will start operations this year. Okay. As 2023. Yeah. Uh, note it down. The airline will operate as the country's national carrier following the decision to award Ashanti Airlines and its operational and financial partner, Zotus Group, a tender to commence business. Quote, the time has come to return Ghana to the aviation map, mm-hmm. Mr. Asiama said in a statement issued by Zotus Group. Now, also mm-hmm. on page 6 of the Anchor newspaper, the Chamber of Bullion Traders, mm-hmm. they are worried by the gold for oil policy. Mm-hmm. They are saying it will breed smuggling mm-hmm. of gold. So you can get details. Some people to say it will lead to loss of jobs in their sector. Mm-hmm. Now, second-hand dealers reject ban on used appliances. This is citynewsroom.com. Michael Obodo is reporting that concerns second-hand dealers association want government to stay all plans to ban the importation of used appliances into the country as it risks affecting their livelihood, particularly under current economic circumstances. We just got four million. No? Talks about Ghana at risk of being turned into a dumping ground for electronic waste have been rife over the past few years, with the Energy Commission pushing the agenda to ban the importation of such products into the country. Uh, but the association's uh, uh, member, Daniel Asari, who is the president, said, now that there is economic hardship all over the world, why would one say they are taking away jobs that feed millions of people in the country, forgetting its contribution to GDP? Speaking at a press conference, Mr. Asari says the goods imported are standard and go through various checks at the ports before being allowed into the country. Meanwhile, Guta has also sided with the dealers, Joseph, for being appealed to stakeholders to do more engagement to bring solution 
a resolution to the consent. So, right. well, in the business finder, their editorial today talks about what we saw a couple of days ago with AGI complaining about the utility tariffs going up. So, mm. their editorial is dedicated to that. It says prioritize business concerns in tariff reviews. Mm-hmm. Now, we know that the PURC on Monday, the 16th of January, announced an increase in end user tariff for electricity by 29.96% and that of water by 8.3%. And of course, AGI and the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry are dreading the impact of the announced hikes in utility tariffs on their operations, and they're appealing for the increases to be reviewed downwards. The concerns from industry are critical because the private sector remains the engine of the economy. Mm -hmm. So we know AGI issued a statement to that effect, and they're expecting government to take measures to restore macroeconomic instability, stability, which is a major trigger and driver for changes in tariff levels and price hikes. You can read Mm -hmm. more about that in the Business Finder today. Mm. All right. Well, because we're talking about the audits report recently. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. finance minister, they are developing expenditure management guidelines. I think All that's right. a fallout of that. On page 20 of the Daily Graphic, you find details. says that the ministry has started the preparation of a guideline for the management of expenditure during emergencies. Mm-hmm. The emergency expenditure management guideline is expected to provide the government with administrative protocols in times of emergency such as the COVID-19 pandemic to ensure compliance with relevant mm-hmm. public financial management regulations. Well, I want to take you to Tatali Sanguli, nurses at the uh, mm-hmm. theater unit of Tatali Sanguli Dish Hospital in the Northern Region have laid down their tools over lack of anesthesia monitoring machines for surgeries in, at the health center. A week ago, mm-hmm. they threatened to withdraw their services if management did not provide the basic resources needed for work by January 23. The nurses alleged that the facility is in a deplorable state and basic resources like gloves, syringes, drugs, and consumables are in short supply. After a staff member with the management on Wednesday, the nurses agreed to extend the ultimatum to end of the week, but with staff of the theater unit abandoning work immediately due to lack of anesthesia machine. Mm. This this has been in the news for one week. Mm. We are hoping that Ghana Health Service will address this. Please, Dr. Kuma Bwaje and your team, the Tatali Sanguli District or the Tatali Sanguli District Hospital, they don't have anything. It's a district hospital. So that doesn't have anything. Yes, they don't have, and they do have, and it's 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 not right. So please deploy some emergency resources there to address the matter. There's an interesting survey report on citynewsroom.com that says Mahama may win 2024 polls, but without the northern region. So the global info analytics people are saying that from their latest checks, central and western region are tilting towards NDC, but the northern region is tilting towards the MPP. And they feel that even without the North Image, the NDC would win the 2024 election. The full report is on the website. They also say Greater Accra is tilting towards NDC as well. Although Ashanti region, MPP will win. And they are saying M- NDC is closing the gap on the Eastern region as well. But these are still early days yet. So that's a dipstick for you, for those who are interested. Then tax on agro-imports will threat our business, according to an analyst in the agri-business sector. Just quickly, Crop Life Ghana, together with the Chamber of Agri-Business, Peasant Farmers, and the national seed traders and the Ghana Rice Interprofessional Body have jointly held a press conference to urge government to restore the tax exception to on agro imports. Now, the president on September 12 last year ascended to the Tax Exemption Act, which is meant to regulate the application of tax exemptions and create an exemption regime for imported goods. However, agricultural goods and equipment were not included in the list of tax exempt items which were imported. Now, Charles Nyaba. Addressing the press said the delay in granting the tax exemption by the finance ministry to the agro inputs 
will destroy the agribusiness sector. Mm. All right. Well, if you're a student who has taken a loan, mm. please pay it back. The Student Loan Trust sets up digital payment platform for loan recovery. So mm. this is to help recover loans from borrowers living outside the country as part of its diaspora recovery drive. So it's like you've taken a loan, mm. got an education here, maybe you've traveled, and you feel like you don't have to pay the loan back because no, you're not in but, but if you're a government that has also taken a loan from people... Charlie. You should also. Charlie, you see you. You are on air telling students that when they take a loan, they should pay. No, no, no I'm, I'm honest. The government has taken a loan from the people. You're right. You are telling people to save. Don't put your money under your bed. So you don't unilaterally then tell us that you can't pay. Do you hear me? No, you know, you leave by example. But we were supposed to pay the students loan. Yeah. No, but, but, so, but, but, so, but, but why do you, why do you, do you get my point? Yes, I do. He who comes to equity <laughs> must come with clean hands. The if you are saying that we should pay, then you do, you should pay. The platform is called Pay Engine. <laughs> And it enables borrowers in the United States, United Kingdom, Germany, and other places to pay back their loans using their Visa and MasterCards. Now, the CEO of the trust fund, Nana Kwikwe Jeyeboa, told the Ghanaian Times in Accra yesterday that since the addition of the platform to the funds repayment option, more people are paying. He says this is the latest measure introduced by the fund to make loan repayments easier for borrowers, irrespective of their location in the world. He said the newly introduced no-guarantor system, which makes the Ghana card a requirement for the loan, will also make it easier to trace borrowers and recover debts because we've mm. got biometric information. So while they rely on the Controller and Accountant General's Department to recover loans from those who work in government institutions, they need to track those in the private sector. So yeah. Let mm-hmm. me take you abroad, mm-hmm. um, Bernard, to wrap this up quickly. Mm-hmm. On page five, according to a new is it graphic? the daily graphic, yes. Yeah. Uh, Africa is less safe and democratic than in 2012. Hmm. Oh. Uh, yes, this is a new report on African governance released on Wednesday and finds that much of the continent is less safe, secure and democratic than it was 10 years ago, citing a certain military coups and armed conflicts. Mm. Yeah, we'll leave this it here. from the Mo Ibrahim Foundation. Africa is less safe. The whole world is less safe. Zelensky mm-hmm. yeah. is urging speedy delivery of Western tanks. Okay. These guys are, pre- are prepared to continue fighting. You know, and sometimes we need to ask ourselves, is, is, the, is, is this war unsolvable? That now we are asking Western countries to provide tanks for the Ukrainians. Well, I think yesterday Germany finally gave approval for the release yeah. of the Leopard 2, and the Americans are also sending them 31 of their version this of the Leopard doesn't 2. doesn't bode well. Yeah, citizens will be suffering. Yeah. Well, the manufacturer of arms are happy. Well, yeah, it is, it is a problem. They are going to make money. Let's end it here. Thank you, uh, Kukui. Thank you, Godfrey. Coming up next 40 million. is the City <laughs> Business News. We will go into that. Yo. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. It's three minutes to seven. There's a lot we'll do on the show today. Watch out for Effective Living Series at nine because my guest will be talking about where to invest your money now. It's our final topic in the week on uh, financial foundations and I really want you to listen to this one. My guest is Albene Ampons. I'll be talking about Real investments in the face of the the chaos in our financial sector. So that's at nine o'clock. Brought to you by Enterprise Insurance and Hallmark Freight and Logistics. Effective in series is in its fourth week. On Monday, we'll bring you a bonus topic with Michael Ohinifa: how to deal with self-sabotaging habits. But for today, we're talking investing your money in turbulent times. 
In the meantime, City Business News is next and is brought to you by MTN Access Bank, Goyle, and Enterprise Life. People still hear that dull caller tone when they call you. MTN wants you to know that you can still bring some life to your caller ringback tone with some of your favorite music. Dial star 1355 has choose from a wide range of music options and that's it. Everyone who calls you gets to listen to dance to your favorite music. Get a great caller back tune today and enjoy life only on MTN. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Miami Tycoon. Hey, now see come bro, crown up a tutu tutui. Adeng. Hmm. Ilevia semi o. Ilevia e day. Chesa o day o nyabu chenti enche che mo a hudo a year money na year mpo ansana. Udu si keni na dia koni aba. Tse ni e one nineteen ninety five. Ah, Ilevia ne dia. Aba o. Now soon him say yeah yeah MTN dia. Obe sorting out. Ah. MTN be sort me out, say say. Oh, into who nim say nyama who do be oha? Yenge eleven waso. To say we transfer sikaya di free account ba koso. Edi ako account for frosso. Efe we cash in and now we cash out. We MTN agent biya ho. We talk data and now airtime. We tuya o bills. Ena mpo yamanu sikaya free abroche and now say we tuya o taxes. When na yenge eleven waso. Hmm. Oh yeah, sure. Jumedia would do P or what would the MTN Mumu ya? Eleven tax no, and cannot share. Be brave, so can't crowd. Saka is a debia, a hundred Ghana CD, a decay, or better transfer no. Yan to shee. Eh, no minimo. I'm fade you. Winning. Jumedia would do be brave or what would do MTN Mumu ya? Yan to eleven tax was so. Eighty Kosuan Yahoo Bambo, and Yahoo to swap a pebia. MTN Mumu, one to me a mawo. Not to be far MTN Mumu so. It's your working in nine ten times so. MTN. Business News Next, Michael Obodu is here with the news. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by your most comprehensive business news website, City Business News, MTN Goal, Enterprise Life, your advantage, Access Bank, more than banking. Coming up, Talo Oil to challenge about $300 million tax liability in Ghana as... Also, the Ghana Revenue Authority celebrates meeting its target for 2023. Senior Tax Services Manager at KPMG calls for the reintroduction of the tax amnesty policy to rake in more revenue. Now to details of our stories. Now, Talo Oil is contesting a substantial $300 million tax bill in Ghana. The oil producer is facing a higher-than-expected levy this year following new tax assessment by the Ghana Revenue Authority. This comes on the back of the company's January trading update set to be released in March, which shows reported revenues of $1.7 billion at an average released oil price post-hedging of $87 U.S. per barrel and free cash flow of $469 million. In a statement, Talo argued that the assessments were without merit. It also notes that the company is currently engaging in talks with the government to resolve the dispute. The company reduced its year and net debt to $1.9 billion from $2.1 billion the previous year, while capital and decommissioning expenditure were priced 
in at $354 million and $72 million, respectively. Looking ahead to the year, Talo has announced plans to invest $400 million over 2023, including $300 million on its flagship fields in Ghana and $90 million US in decommissioning projects. Now, away from that, senior manager tax services at KPMG, Gordon Dade, is urging the government to reintroduce the tax amnesty policy to improve compliance and rake in more of the needed revenue. He, however, adds that this must be done with some adjustment to the policy to prevent abuse. This report has the rest of the story. Last year, the Ghana Revenue Authority announced a grace period for defaulting taxpayers to fulfill their obligations without the mandated penalty. The Waiver of Penalty and Interest Act 2021 Act 1065 granted a waiver of penalty and interest on accumulated tax arrears up to the end of December 2020 for persons who made arrangements with the GRE for payment of the principal tax by end of December 2021. This saw a mad rush for compliance, which largely is attributed as part of the reasons the GRE was able to meet its revenue target of 71.94 billion Ghana cities for last year, the highest in recent times. Despite this achievement, the government still needs more revenue to sustain the country's economy as it is already making efforts to reduce its debt burden through a debt exchange program. Speaking to City Business News, a senior manager for Tax services at KPMG, Gordon Daddy, stressed that bringing back the tax amnesty could go a long way to improve the country's financial woes. Because we don't have a lot of data, I mean, on tax amnesty, obviously, anytime the amnesty period ends, we expect that GRE will publish some data in terms of people who have complied or people who have disclosed their taxes to the amnesty process. But today, we don't have that data. But I can say that from a consultant perspective, in, I mean, KPMG, I mean, over the period, anytime amnesty comes, Especially the months, the two or three months to the end of the period, you will see a lot of taxpayers rushing to make sure that they comply or they report whatever they have not reported in the past. So again, you realize that the people still have issues that they want to report on. So we believe that, I mean, going for it, GRA should not necessarily scrap the amnesty as, I mean, as a policy. He was quick to add that the policy ought not to be reinstated hook, line and sinker to prevent abuse. Can they have another policy where they try to modify it to say, okay, if maybe you have already participated or maybe enjoyed in the previous amnesty, if you have still have some taxes that you didn't disclose previously and you want to disclose, can we waive off a portion of the interest or the penalty without actually saying that I'm taking it all over, I mean, so that you don't benefit again? So these are conversations that I think GRE should have with taxpayers and even consider and see how best they can bring the amnesty back. Because we think that amnesty is a way of compliance. Once you do that, taxpayers will still want. Because today we still believe that there are people who still haven't paid their taxes I mean, for that period. We may not have the data, but if you look at how people rush to pay their taxes when it's about a month or two to the end of the period, it tells you that people still have things to pay. And Jerry must still look at it, how they will come back on it. You have the senior manager tax services at KPMG, 
Gordon Daddy ending that report. Now away from that, economist Karit Boti is projecting an increase in the policy rate by more than 150 basis points. He argues that although inflation ended 2022 at 54.1%, indicating a slowdown in the rate from the previous month, other key indicators in the economy have not seen much improvement. The Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of Ghana started their meeting on Tuesday, 24th January 2023, and is expected to complete with an announcement of a new policy rate decision next Monday. In an interview with City Business News, Carriage Boti noted that the increase in the prime rate may be necessary to reassure the markets of the bank's strong commitment to fighting inflation. Most likely an increase, um, a further hike in the policy rate. Uh, fact is, um, yes, inflation may have the, the pace of increase may have slowed down at least for the December and December period, but that is actually coinciding with the development over that period where you saw the CD, uh, CD appreciate sharply, and all of that would affect into the dynamics of inflation all the time. But thereafter, we've seen VAT increase by some 2.5%. We've seen some hike in water in the utility tariffs for the period. The currency is very much under pressure again for the start of the year. Uh, we've seen S-Bomb petroleum prices also go up by more than I think a CD or just a more CD and you see the international prices of those uh, crude oil and the, the trajectory seem to be going up again really. So there are a lot of outside pressures to inflation even going forward and the January February inflation print will come in even higher. Even if the magnitude or the pace of increase would have slowed down, it will still come in higher. Even if inflation were trending down at 54, it's still quite high and way outside the target band and there will still be a need for a monetary policy like a cautious policy stance really to try to reinforce the drive to bring inflation down. So we are not near an accommodative stance yet. That was economist Courage Boti. Now, the Ghana Investment Promotion Center, GIPC, is predicting that women employment avenues across the African continent are likely to see an upsurge of about 11% by 2025. The Investment Center believes that this projection can be achieved if stakeholders on the continent prefer ideas to promote intra-African trade. Speaking at the first annual assembly of African Investment Promotion Agencies in Accra, the CEO of the center, Yofi Grant, urged stakeholders within the continent to optimize the trading avenue created by the AFTA. And I believe that in itself will optimize our opportunities. If that happens, Africa could see FDI increase by 111% and and right through an increase of 159% in the next 10 years. We foresee that wages on the continent will rise by some 11.2% for women particularly and 9.8% for men by 2035. Um, And pardon me if the, the number is higher for women than men. So if they are making it themselves, it means that it's a good thing for the continent going forward. But it's important that gender inclusion in our development is important because the role of women in our business and our economies can never be watered down. They are the ones who create, they are the ones who show us how to spend. Now, despite regional variations depending on the industries, we expect that um, there will be an expansion. 
That was the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Investment Promotion Center, Yofi Grant. Now on the interbank foreign exchange markets where banks trade amongst themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and is selling at 10 CDs 41 pesos. The British pound gained 7 pesos and is selling at 12 CDs 88 pesos. The euro gained 1 peso and is selling at 11 CDs 4 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus in the capital, the dollar is selling at 12 CDs 90 pesos, the British pound at 15 CDs 60 pesos and the euro at 13 CDs 70 pesos. Let's now join Mark Jordan, Sikanata of Data Bank, for the latest updates on the bonds market. On Monday, the Ghanaian secondary bond market opened the week on an active note, recording a total volume traded of 507 million Ghana cities. Long term bonds contributed significantly to trades accounting for 45.6% of the total volume traded. The Data Bank bond index increased to 81.01 points, reducing its year-to-date loss to 0.32%. This week, the Ghanaian Treasury aims to raise 1.28 billion Ghana cities for the 91-day bills to the 364-day bills at Friday's money market auction. Proceeds from the auction will be used to refinance estimated maturities worth 1.07 billion Ghana cities. That was Mark Jordan Sikanate of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN World Enterprise Life Advantage Access Bank Modern Banking, empowered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Ubudu. Thank you for listening. Have a good business day. And as always, please stay safe. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Twelve minutes past seven. City breakfast. You're so much to talk about. The IEA is proposing ways the government can cut its expenditure. Prior to that, the CDD had also proposed ways that the government could reduce its size. So the ideas are coming. People are engaging. Will the government listen? I think that's the question we have to ask ourselves this morning. We've also seen a budget extract from the Ministry of Sports. And it set a lot of tongues wagging. Expenditure items on one, two, three, four, five, six items. 142 million CDs. Uh, sports fraternity is talking. Well, well, let's get into that and other issues. Kickoff is next, brought to you by Lesheho. 2023 looks amazing already. If you're a private school targeting to purchase a school bus sometime this year, why wait for later when you can support, when we can support you do it now? Come along, apply for our competitive school bus loan with convenient payment terms. Call Michael on 057-411-7851 and let's do it together. Lesheho, let's improve life. Today we have the Ufuchu, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Pichichi. So let's just clarify the point. Yeah, what's right. your What's your real name? Evans Ofuchu Manso. Ofuchu Manso. Yes. As in Ofuchu hyphen 
Like from Paul Manso. No, 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 no. Fuji stands alone. Manson stands alone. And the Manso is it Manson or Manso? Manso. M A N S O. Yes. So Evans or Fuji Manso. So which one is the Pichichi? Pichichi is just uh, the street name. <laughs> <laughs> Pichichi is, is a street. <laughs> You're just going to the first. Well, coming up this morning on kickoff, Black Galaxy's head coach Jano Walker says he's not under pressure to win the ongoing Chan tournament. Plus, Manchester United took control of the Carabao Cup semi-final against Nottingham Forest with a 3-0 win in the first leg at the city ground. We'll hear from Wout Weghorst after scoring his first goal for the Red Devils. And the women's semi-final takes center stage at the Australian Open today. I am Evan Sofotuman, so let's get into the details now. And the Black Galaxy's head coach, Jano Walker, says he's not under pressure to win the ongoing Chan tournament as he appreciated the support from Ghanaians. Uh, we know Ghana will play Niger in the quarter-final clash on Saturday. And here's Jano Walker ahead of the game. Thanks to all Ghanaians uh, for their prayers and their support for us uh, for reaching this quarter-finals. We now meeting at Niger on Saturday. I still ask of their prayers and their support, and uh, all that we need from them is to give us that support and now take us to the quarterfinals, then to the finals. So I plead with them to be with us in prayers and help us reach where we have to reach and give them the cup, the needed cup that the Ghanaians have lost for some time. Are you under pressure? No, 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 I'm never. So that's the Black Galaxy's head coach, Chano Walker, saying he's not under pressure there. Meanwhile, his assistant coach, Prosper Nateogum, has assured Ghanaians the team will get better as the competition progresses. He believes the team has learned from their mistakes at the group stage. We are, we are on with our training schedule in terms of the physical, technical, tactical and the psychological component of the group. We played some few matches, we've seen our strengths and weaknesses and we are training accordingly. So I want to assure Ghanaians that as the tournament unfolds, we will get better because uh, we are, we are equally trying to correct uh, our, our, our weakness or errors and then consolidate our strength so that we become better or we improve to become better uh, to conquer. So that's the assistant coach of the Black Galaxies, uh, Prosper, uh, Dr. Prosper Nate Ogum. We know the Black Galaxies are expected to leave Constantine for Oran today in Algeria to prepare for that quarter-final clash. Winner of the Ghana-Niger game will face the winner of the Algeria versus Ivory clash in the semi-finals. Let's do some local transfer story where former Kumasi Asante Kotoko defender Christopher Nete has joined Accra Great Olympics. The 24-year-old rejoins the Accra-based club following the expiration of his contract with the Porcupine Warriors in December 2022 and he featured for Olympics in the 2017-2018 season. Let's do women's football now and the uh, Ghana Football Association says that uh, exploring ways to elevate the profile of the Ghana Women's League by using their games as a prelude to Ghana Premier League matches. According to the GFA, the move will form part of the association's plans to make women's football more attractive 
in Ghana. Here is uh, General Secretary of the GFA, Prosper Harrison Ado. We are also exploring, exploring to see if we can get some of the matches as getting raises for the men's game. Um, I know there are various challenges there. Sometimes the men are not welcoming. We understand, but we'll continue to push that agenda uh, because it is only right that um, we have some of the matches as getting raises. And this is not just coming from the Ghana Football Association. The quest from FIFA and CAF is that we need all the big teams in the country, the men's big team teams, to create women's teams. And I'm glad to hear from Accra as of folk that they are almost ready to start their women's team. We can only be proud of this and to urge all the others to also start because it's going to be a major requirement going forward when you play in Africa. So that's the General Secretary of the Ghana Football Association, Prosper Harrison Ado. And the Ghana Women's League, that's the Malta Guinness Women's League, returns this weekend after the World Cup break. Let's cross the ocean to Europe and Marcos Rashford later up the Carabao Cup semi-final between Nottingham Forest and Manchester United with a brilliant goal as Eric Ten Hag's team secured a 3-0 first leg win at the City ground. Vald Weghorst and Bruno Fernandes were also on target for Man United and here's Weghorst on scoring his first goal for the Red Devils. It's always special and you always want to score goals and also you prefer to have this first one of course as quick as possible. Um, nah, so really happy. I think it was a really important moment also. Um, <clears throat> the two now, yeah, I think short before the half time. So um, yeah, that gives it a good and a way better feeling in the, in the, in the break. United striker Vaut Vegor speaking there. Now, my United manager, Eric Ten Hag, has warned his team that there are still areas to improve. I would prefer to do this I'm happy and happy with the performance. And I think uh, over 90 minutes we controlled the game. And there was one moment in the game uh, what could have changed the game. And that is what we have to be aware of. There we have to improve. But I think all over it was a good performance from our team. And yeah, so first leg is done, but still one leg to go. They, they changed the system and we didn't read, we didn't anticipate on that. And it can't happen, uh, but I have to say also that they still did the same come over counterattacks. We knew that before and it can't happen. Eh? And that is still a, a moment where we have to learn, where we have to improve as a team. Uh, if we want to be top, uh, such moments can't happen. My United manager Eric Ten Hag speaking after yesterday's 3-0 win over Nottingham Forest in the Carabao Cup there. Now, Arsenal boss Mikel Ateta says he'll prefer not to be competing with Pep Guardiola for the Premier League title. The two Spaniards started their playing career together at Barcelona when they were youngsters and Ateta left his role as Guardiola's assistant at Manchester City to become Arsenal's manager in 2019. The Gunners currently are top of the Premier League table, five points behind defending champion City with a game in hand. I would prefer to do with someone else, <laughs> to be fair, because I want the best for him, um, generally the best for him, and obviously when, when you are challenging with someone like this, uh, something comes in between all that. So it's a strange feeling, uh, is what it is. 
and um, and that's our challenge. I think in a really nice way um, between the clubs, especially obviously um, between us as well personally, because you have to do that uh, respectfully. And um, it was all agreed by everybody, as you have read and uh, here many many times. So it was um, a three parties decision. If not, they wouldn't be here. That's for sure. So that's the Arsenal boss. Mikel Ateta. Now, Tottenham have signed Netherlands forward Arnold Danjuma on loan from Villarreal until the end of the season. The 25-year-old becomes the first signing of the January transfer window and has had, uh, he was expected to join Everton before he made the move to Spurs. And Danjuma played for Bournemouth from 2019 to 2021, scoring 17 goals in 52 games before moving to La Liga. And he spoke after his move to Tottenham Hotspur. Amazing, amazing. I'm very delighted to be here. As soon as Tottenham Hotspur came through for me, it was a no-brainer. It's a massive club, brilliant coach, brilliant staff, brilliant club. Facilities obviously up. It's been, uh, it's been, it's been very, very excited to, uh, to, be, to be part of the team. How excited are you to play on Antonio Conte this season? I'm really looking forward to working with him. Um, he's got so much experience as a player, it's only great. It gives me the opportunity to learn and, and be amongst the greats. I hope obviously to just add, add something extra, um, have an impact, hoping to obviously add some goals and some assist to the team which hopefully results in, in, in more wins. I think it's no debate that the Premier League is the, is the best league in the world. Hence why for me I'm very excited to be here, especially at such a great club. It just gives me the opportunity to, to perform on a high platform and do what I love the most. If I look back on my career already, I think there are a few times where I didn't really need to adapt to the culture of the club, especially coming to England for me is like coming home. I speak the language, very used to the culture, familiar with, with, with the people. So I, I'm, I'm hoping I don't need too much to adapt um, and I'll do my best and make sure that I integrate the team as good as possible. You heard the new Tottenham Hotspur player, Anot Danjima, joining the club from BRL there. Let's wrap up with the latest tennis story from the Australian Open, where two-time winner uh, Victoria Azarenka will play Wimbledon champion Elena Rybakina in the first semi-final today. Fifth seed Arena Sabalenka faces Poland's Magdalinet in the second semi-final. The men's semi-final will take place tomorrow. That's the latest on kickoff brought to you by Lesheho. For more sports, log on to citysportsonline.com. Hasta la proxima. From me, Evan Sofuchmansu. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Remix. Execution Entertainment. This is the city's biggest conversation. 
31 City Breakfast Show. Every time we eat food and sugar, it's a trap between our teeth, leading to tooth decay, gum disease, and, and in some cases, foul bread. Brushing your teeth every morning and night with Pepsodent Cavity Fighter gives your teeth the protection it needs, leaving you with 10 times stronger teeth. The Cavity Fighter is fortified with pro fluoride and micro calcium ingredients, sealing tiny and invisible holes in your teeth. This prevents cavities, keeps your teeth strong and mouth healthy. So it's 10 times stronger, keeps your teeth longer. And of course, Pepsodent is recommended by the Ghana Dental Association. There are other two highly effective variants of Pepsodent. I'll tell you about those later on, but you can call Zinde. 200-030. To get more information about Pepsodent, Pepsodent Charcoal, and Pepsodent Herbal. Right. I want you to listen to today's edition of Effective Living Series very closely because... Hmm. It answered questions had personally about how to proceed with my money, Shelley? how to hmm. manage the little that I have left. Hmm. And uh, that interview was at uh, is at nine o'clock, so I want you to listen very carefully for it because uh, Yaben Apasat spoke very carefully about the real estate, spoke about the bond market, spoke mm-hmm. about the stocks, spoke about crypto, and spoke about investing in a real business. Okay. Invest in a real business. Invest in yourself. So that's at 9 o'clock. It's the effective business. is brought to us by Enterprise Insurance. Now, this year's Enterprise Insurance Moto promo is different. Now, buy or renew your motor insurance with Enterprise and win gifts what? like fuel coupons, branded gift items, and qualify for the monthly raffle draws with amazing rewards. You can also uh, buy your motor insurance from us and win an iPhone 14 mm-hmm. machine, high-pressure car washer, vacuum cleaner, car uh, auto tire inflator, and you could also win a, a motorbike. Now, this promise is regulated by NLA in, on the Caritas Lottery Platform. Enterprise, your advantage. And Prospectus Ghana has introduced a new short code, star 447 star 899 hash, to help parents, guardians make installment payments towards items required for the award school fees. Prospectus Ghana 
also provides a one-stop shop for all school items and a supplier of good quality brand chalk white A4 sheet for all your printing jobs. So on the graphic road, you can reach us on 0500-600-607 or go to our website. Prospectus Ghana, your one-stop shop for everything school. Right, a couple of things I need to say. So, mm. we're very happy that civil society is adding to the discussion about the economy. Uh, last week, CDD released a, a working paper that could just answer to somebody suggesting very carefully thought out ways government can reduce their size. Now, I don't know if government is head or government is going to use it, but I'm sure... What did they say, CDD? Oh, they, they, they merged a lot of ministries. They, they sort of condensed into about 13 or so ministries. And they and what they were able to do which was good was that they were able to then translate that into money, money. saved. Mm. Oh, okay. A lot of times we, we sort of anecdotally discuss reduce the size of government. But what CDD's paper did was to at least give you something to work with. So you can look at it and say, I agree, I don't agree. This is this whatever. So it's a good one. So that's CDD last week. Today, IE has also done something. I wanted to just walk me through what uh, yes. Dr. Donkwachi is also and saying. And just the IE. I think even if you look at the IBF, the, uh, the yes. independent bond yes. people. They also well. came up with... All of them have gone with... Solutions. Solutions as to how, yes. you know, the government... In, yeah, right. IBF, in their, one of their releases, itemized about 10 things the top government could do to reduce the size of government. Yes. What is now, IE saying? IE is saying that, for instance, on public sector compensation... Uh, the government can take a look at that. Um, for instance, says Dr. Kwachu addressed uh, how the fiscal space could be created. See, the public sector compensation averagely accounted for 20% of government expenditure and also absorbed over 30% of total revenue for the 2023-2026 budget projections, saying there was considerable room to reduce that, that expenditure item. However, he said that was not that was not just a matter of cutting pay, which might not even be enough uh, in mm-hmm. living or economic terms. So then mm-hmm. he goes on to talk about the government of office, mm-hmm. the office of government machinery, mm-hmm. which is an amalgamation of departments and agencies with a staff of over 1,000. According mm-hmm. to the report, uh, they feel is over bloated and is consuming between 1.4 billion to 1.6 billion Ghana cities mm-hmm. from 2020, uh, for 2023 to 2026. Mm-hmm. Now they are proposing that the staff and budget of that office mm-hmm. should be halved mm. to save about 500 million Ghana cities mm. for the next annually for mm. the next three years. Wow! On the energy sector, mm-hmm. the IEA also called for the renegotiation of independent power purchase contracts mm-hmm. and agreements to reduce the annual payments by at least half mm. and extend the repayment period. The IEA noted that the IEA noted would translate to savings of at least 12 billion Ghana cities wow. a year. Wow! In the context of burden sharing, wow. Dr. Kwachi said the 2023 budget projected payments to IPPs, including those who take or pay clauses, mm. between 22 billion Ghana cities to 26 billion Ghana cities during 2023 to 2026, averaging about 24 billion Ghana cities annually. Mm. He said the ESLA account to settle energy sector debts, which was projected to range between 3 billion Ghana cities and 8 billion Ghana cities, could also be slashed by half mm-hmm. in the spirit of burden sharing. And that could yield between 1 billion Ghana cities and 2 billion Ghana cities wow. annually. Wow. Then he talks about infrastructure. Mm-hmm. He said uh, infrastructure was an essential item in the budget, giving its large deficit in the country. However, in the current situation where the government was struggling to pay its debt, it could not at the same time afford the expense to deliver the needed infrastructure, which was projected to range 
from 10 billion Ghana cities to 14 billion Ghana cities for 2023 to 2026. Wow. Quote, we propose scaling back the infrastructure budget by a third, yielding at least 3.4 billion Ghana cities to 4 billion Ghana cities annually. Mm -hmm. When we get back to good times, the infrastructure budget can be scaled up accordingly. Then they talk about goods and services. Mm -hmm. The 2023 medium-term budget projected expenditure mm -hmm. for goods and services, including fuel, utilities, travels, medicals, entertainment, conferences, stationery, and others of between 8 billion Ghana cities and 18 billion Ghana cities. That's again between 2023 and 2026. They are proposing cutting that, those projections by a third, mm. which will yield between 2 billion Ghana cities and 6 billion Ghana cities. On free senior high school, mm -hmm. uh, he said that was the biggest and most costly mm -hmm. social intervention program, which made it an ideal expenditure item where rationalization, a.k.a. review, mm -hmm. would have the largest cost. Mm -hmm. He said the budget projected the uh, the free senior school budget to be between 3 billion mm -hmm. and 4 billion between 2023 and 2026. Mm -hmm. Daya therefore proposed a slash of that budget by a third to save between 1 billion Ghana wow. cities and 1.5 billion Ghana cities annually, again between 2023 and 2026. And this is annually. Dr. Kwache insisted, mm -hmm. sorry, Dr. Kwache insisted that reforms which should include targeting the policy to the poor and lower middle income and just get up income groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what the stories are the pre Yes, it's there. there, there, there. <laughs> we'll be required to make up for the reduced budget allocations. Mm -hmm. For critics who think the free senior high school policy could not be targeted, the economist said the Ghana Living Standard Survey could be relied on for such an exercise. Mm. Then talk about uh, Professor uh, Bill Sedaku then spoke about a reform strategy. But these were wow. the main wow. cuts that. No, I, I, I like, I like the thoroughness of the plan did it give a total of what the so when you put everything together how much c can be saved this is important because of the debt exchange we will have to do those calculations by ourselves oh so based, on, based on the numbers oh, that they did i said the free senior high school was just one of the numerous flagship programs that accounted for a chunk of government expenditure mm. uh, taking about 9.2 billion ghana cities out mm. of the budget well uh, I, I need to say that you know the i really hope the government is listening to these things because Think tanks, civil society groups are bringing their own research and they are suggesting things. And for me, two, there are two important, two important things. Apart from the fact that you are giving uh, useful advice, you are also helping the government in a way. Because if it's IEA or CDD or civil society that's calling for the thing, the government can say, "Well, we've listened to the people and we are doing it." You get me? Mm. Remember, every time he interviews a tech person, he will tell you that the reason single spine was brought in was that we went for a meeting in Ho and we all agreed to do this or that. So. Sometimes when the government is under pressure, you can listen to people and use some of the things they say to take hard decisions if you are minded to solve the problem. You know, because I find a disconnect between some of the rhetoric of the government and the actions. So, for example, this morning, Dr. Baumia is saying, let's adopt a bipartisan approach to solve the economics problem. Beautiful thing to say. Hmm. But are we adopting a bipartisan approach in the way we govern? Okay, let's listen to the story. This is graphic. Vice President Dr. Bamia has called for a bipartisan approach to fixing prevailing economic challenges in the country. He said the government was working assiduously to address the difficulties that people were going through. He made the call when Dr. Sivangam and the Assemblies of God executives went to meet him. All right, then he says the Vice President praised that. Okay, whatever. But I just wanted to emphasize on the bipartisan part. All right, Sky, 
you say we should have a bipartisan approach. Who takes the lead in that front? In the way our is it the government? Yes, yeah, the executive. So has the government invited the opposition? Has the government created a forum that even if no opposition at all, the civil society can come in? And we are not talking about meeting the president in the flagstaff house. We are talking about having a conversation that the nation agrees we are in a difficult time and we are bringing ideas to solve. You know, the direct exchange was not discussed. It, it was pushed through before people, people pushed back. It is being pushed through. Yes. So I, I don't get it when, I mean, CDD, IEA, Imani, they've all come up with, in fact, we hosted a program we did with Imani and ASEP. On the debt exchange, like a, two, a month and a half ago, Vivian moderated the program. Fantastic ideas. There have been various platforms like uh, Africa Center for Economic Transformation, the Compact Group. There are a lot of people who actually mean well for the country, who want to bring ideas together. I feel the government's position, and excuse me to say, is, is very um, intransigent. It's, it's interesting, it's not a good word because it's like a, a child. I, I need to use a better word. Help me. They are, they are being very stubborn, abdamant. They don't listen. That's my view because, for example, the issue of a Sinti forum is not because we don't think we can do the work. It's because when you are in a difficult economic time, you need buy in from people. One of the ways in which you can get buy in is to let everybody come to the table. We all bring our suggestions, and then when you adapt. Or adopt a raft of the suggestions. We say, well, we all agreed. But the government is stridently rejecting calls to review free SHS. They are stubbornly refusing to even engage to discuss issue of cuts. When you suggest it, it's like, well, what should we cut? We've already taken 30% salary cut. CDD has given you a whole plan of how to reduce your ministers. IEA just give you free consultation on, and he give you amounts. Even to have a discussion about free SHS. I mean, look at me talking to Education Ministry PRO. He will even, the, the idea that we should review free SHS, he says, I'm going by what the president said. So, the MPP is blowing hot and cold. Okay? It's like the vice president says, that, I mean, what does he mean by let's adopt a bipartisan approach? What does he mean? What does that mean in practice? Does that, because in parliament, they are not being bipartisan. The parliament that we have is one of the most divided, even though it's very close in nature. So I really want the vice president to come and explain what does he mean when he says we have a bipartisan approach. Is it something you just say because Fasa Wenga and go have gone there? Because a bipartisan approach, it, look, I mean, the first day I saw a photo of Rollins and Kufour shaking hands in the Daily Graphic. This was the 2000 and this was after the 96 election. And Kwesi um, Ahoy and Ku have that story. Okay, when the, he, they wrote their book, he will give you that anecdote. When Kufuor lost the 96 election, the country was very tense. When they were swearing in uh, Rawlings for the 97 government, and Kufuor was there, and then somebody came up with the idea that they should get Kufuor to go and greet Rawlings and take a picture in front of the daily graphics to cover it. Call Kwesi Ahoy and ask him, the orchestration they did to create that picture and what it meant for the nation just to see because MPP was very angry that they lost that election and Kufo was basically trying to say let's just let cool hair stand so people are not even happy he went for the because you understand people are not even happy that he went for the swearing in and they orchestrated a photo where he had like a one minute chat at with Rawlings 
It relaxes the nation. That's what you mean by bypass. You get my point. But this is government is not doing that. So if you don't come and say, let's adopt the bipartisan approach, every major suggestion that is being made, the posture that is, does not seem interested in even engaging with civil society, much less bipartisan. So I feel they are blowing hot and cold. If you're saying we want a bipartisan approach, what prevents you from taking the lead on that? Organize a national consensus meeting and say, we are in the most difficult economic time in 40 years. This is not a time for politics as usual. We have an election in two years. But let's discuss what we can do so that whoever wins after I leave will have something to hold on to. But with IMF, we will not go. We will not go. We will not go. We will not go. Ah, then we went. Okay? Now, even now this week, we are talking about something. They will deny, deny, deny before we know ah, it has happened. So I really want to appeal to the government to stop the hot and cold. If you want to be bipartisan, in the way our democracy works, you have to take the lead. It's not, it's because as for civil society, they can only come on air and talk. Opposition will get airtime and do press conference, but to be bipartisan, he must advise the president that, dude, where we are, we can't be, you know, as they say, I can't, I'll die in my socks. No. No, so I want to really beg the government to, 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 they should do what they are saying and stop just saying the thing. If you say we should adopt a bipartisan approach to solve our economic problems, you take, show us how to do it. You see, I'm, I'm saying, this, look at Alan. This morning, people were saying, when you, uh, Godfrey read the story that Alan said they should remove domestic bondholders, uh, um, individual bondholders. And the person said, ah, wasn't Alan in cabinet when they agreed to, to, to do other things the they did? The question is whether there was a cabinet meeting to discuss it. Fine, but I'm, I'm saying that. It's yeah, seemed, so I'm saying that before you go to what's well, the yes, cabinet, that's a, that's there must a, have been a cabinet discussion. That's a good question. Yeah. And are you saying there can be a major decision like a debt exchange without cabinet dis- discussion? It, 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 is, it is possible it can happen because there are times... That's that, highly improbable. Mm-hmm. No, that no, something as... Ah, Sky, the president came to address the country on a debt exchange. Yeah, I know. A debt exchange was the sink one known for the IMF program. Uh-huh. And you are telling me they'll have... They will, they will be, it will be announced without cabinet. Why not? Because that, you, will, I, that will be that will go against every rule of national governance. I know. No, no, no. no. You see, the, the, the constitution doesn't require the president to take decisions necessarily in consultation with cabinet. The law says cabinet helps you to do your job. The, the, the executive authority of this country is vested in the president. That's why there are times okay. the president says executive approval. No problem. Take it. Let's it. not get diverted. I am saying that when Godfrey read the story. Mm-hmm. About Alan, or oh, see who, who read the story? I read the story. Yes. Alan saying that they should exclude individual bondholders. Mm-hmm. Listeners were now sending me comments and saying, "Was he not part of the decision?" Yes, that's fair. Now, my the reason I bring this is to say that let it not appear as though mm-hmm. there are people in the government who disagree on matters of principle, but because they are in government, they are not able to voice it out, or their voices are are, are overridden. Because Alan is an experienced person, trade minister, for something as major as debt exchange. Two weeks after he resigned, he's saying exclude individual bondholders. Is he saying that for political expediency or is because that's what he actually believes? Now, I'm bringing this to come to the vice president too. Now, he's saying, let's adopt the bipartisan approach on, in, 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 by practice, he is the head of the economic management team, not by law, but by practice. Now, if the head of economic management team is telling Pastor Wengam and Assemblies of God that we should adopt a bipartisan approach to solving economy, what does he mean? Just that, is he saying, Mr. Wengam, I am doing it. What, what does he mean by that? Is he just advising us that Aloski and Ku, when you're on air, be bipartisan? What, 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 what's the meaning of that? Or is he saying it to NDC? 
is NDC the one managing? Yeah, but if if you are the one managing the economy, mm-hmm. why are you telling Pastor Wingam and his people that we should adopt a bipartisan approach? What what is the what's the what's the value of that? Unless you are saying that that's what I'm trying to do, or unless it's a cry for help, unless he's saying that my view as vice president is that we should adopt a bipartisan approach. But that's all I can say. I don't have any power to implement it. Maybe that's what he's saying. Because I don't see how he will be making such a general statement to church leaders when there are, when you are the guy, you give me, you are <laughs> the question is whether he is running the economy. By, by convention. You see, you see, convention is not a rule. It's practice that has developed over time. And so the question you should ask yourself is whether consistent with the practice that has developed over time, it is still what we see today. Or there is someone else making the decisions that matter. In which case, if the convention is no longer followed in contemporary times or today's days, what it means is it is no longer a convention. But you see, but I think we should also note that at the end of the day, it is the view of the president that matters. Decisions in cabinet is not about democracy. You understand? Cabinet basically is to help the president to make a decision. And it is the hope of the framers of the constitution that where that opportunity is created for, say, 10, 20, 15 or so ministers to discuss a matter, wisdom will be brought to bear on decision making and the president will be held to make the right decision. Again, the reason this convention has developed over time to have the vice president lead the pack as the head of the economic management team is that the president deals with so many other things. Yes. So, in the process, he may lose focus or his, he may take his eyes off the ball, mm-hmm. which is the bread and butter issues affecting everybody. Mm-hmm. Jerry Rawlings was not an economist. Mm-hmm. Um, Professor Mills came in to provide the kind of economic thinking that would reflect in government policy. As to help people because of his background as a tax expert and, 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 and all of that. So coming in from the Internal Revenue um, Service or Authority, um, depending on, on, on how you look at it, he brought that so experience. If, I, if I'm understanding you, mm-hmm. you are saying that by law is the person who makes a decision. Yeah. So what everybody else thinks is advice. Mm-hmm. What he does is the decision. The decision. So whether it's Alan, whether it's Baumia, whether it's whoever, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it is what the president as a person thinks. Mm-hmm. But does the law not enjoin him to listen, for example, to Council of State? No. So when I took the case to court and the Council of State decided the matter, they said that the... The Supreme the, Court. The, yeah, the Supreme Court. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. The Supreme Court took the view that Anything that comes from the Council of State is advice. It's not com- it is not a case of compulsion. It compels the president to act in a certain way. The question is whether what they have provided in there can guide the president to take a decision. He's not compelled to listen to what they say. What about cabinet? Cabinet is the same thing. It's advice. Is that the executive head? Because if you l- so he's, he's like the king. Yeah, he's the king. He's a monarch. <laughs> no, no. You are saying that the interpretation uh-huh. of the court suggests that mm-hmm. the wisdom is vested in him, yeah. 
and he can listen to people for advice, but he makes the decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he makes. He is not enjoined to listen to what they say. Not at all. Hey. It is just democratic practice. Serious. That you listen to your colleagues in government, they will say, "Oh, Mr. President, this thing you are appointees." Yeah, well, they are colleagues. Yeah, you are appointees. Yes, that's true. But it's because you are colleague, you know, members of a party. The party is the vehicle that brought you to power, so the party has a position. Mm. Nanado, what you are doing will hurt our fortunes. What you are doing will hurt the country. What you are doing would undermine democracy. So listen to the views that we have to share on the matter. Now you note that in other democracies, in the UK, for instance, you will see ministers sometimes relieved of the burden of collective ministerial responsibility. Is a code, which code says that. When government goes to sit and makes a decision, even though you may disagree with the decision, you are committed to that decision. So you don't come out publicly to speak against the decision. Collectively, is what probably we are seeing. Uh-huh. So that even if you disagree, you are enjoined to keep quiet or go out and support it. Or you, you resign. Or yeah, you resign. But again, when you resign... The, the extent of the code is that yeah, you should not... Dis- still- exactly. Okay. So even if you want to write a book, you have to, keep those you have to submit that Fair. book. But that's also true in Ghana. What I'm going to... What I'm also asking though is that can we decipher from what Alan said this yesterday yeah. and what Dr. Bamiya said to the Assemblies of God team that mm-hmm. it is very possible that there are um, a lot of people in government who are highly placed who disagree with the debt exchange, who disagree with the almost unilateral approach the government is using to go about all the things it's going about yep. and that they are using coded language mm-hmm. or for some of them who are out of government they are now telling us really what they think mm-hmm. you see so the, the other day i listened to an interview that um, i think it was tv3 if my memory says me correctly mm-hmm. Bakusi Asari. Mm-hmm. he spoke to um kwami Pini. yes kwami Pini. Uh, season economics, mini season. Yeah, this is like over a month ago. Uh, no, no, November. no, this was a very recent one. It must have been it a week ago. No, 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 no. A very, very recent oh, one. Okay. Yes, dealing with the debt testing program. Okay. And, of course, people accuse him of being peeved and he wasn't given something and, and all of that. Some say he's a president Ghana never had. Maybe he's, he's, yes. he's a king. But what did he say? But you see, he said something about challenging those in government today mm-hmm. to come out and state whether cabinet mm. had and decided that it is in our interest to go to the IMF. Okay. Now, it is a very profound thing for a founding member of the MPP to say publicly. Is he suggesting otherwise? Uh-huh. So you see, th- when you push those in cabinet publicly, they will tell you that they have an oath of secrecy which binds them and which would not allow them to publicly say that which went down in parliament. The question is, will government come out to tell us whether indeed they considered this matter in cabinet and this was the decision that was taken? It is just in the interest of good governance for some of these things to be done. Mm -hmm. So if there is doubt, if Alan, for instance, is coming out today to say that they should exclude a certain category of people, the question that people legitimately are asking, were you not part of the government? Okay. But the question is whether at government level in cabinet, mm. there was any decision whatsoever on that. That one, okay. we do not know. Let's, co- let's go back to the point about different groups making suggestions. So as I've said, CDD made suggestions about the design of government so that ministers and people or government appointees can be reduced so we can save money. 
Mm -hmm. Then IEA, in today's graphic, Dr. John Kwachi also made some suggestions. Now, the, I am, I am, I am, I am reliably informed that the individual bondholders forum, mm -hmm. headed by Mr. Senyo Hosi, who are part of the technical committee that the Ministry of Finance put in place to try and discuss how that demand that they be excluded from the bond thing come, made recommendations and attached <coughs> specific money, uh, <coughs> specific amounts to, to their recommendations. So, for example, they've spoken about um, the need for fiscal readjustment mm -hmm. and how much government can save from those adjustments. For example, they have said that if the government pursues recovery of over 5 billion CD tax evasion in the petroleum downstream sector between 2016 and 2021, they could save 5 billion CDs. And this is based on what Seaboard did. They are talking about government pursuing the recovery of funds lost through financial irregularities in Auditor General's report over a seven-year period, almost 14 billion CDs. They are talking about rising above politics and fully enforcing the VAT invigilation that saw the rise of the VAT revenue by 100% in some cases to give the government an extra 3.5 billion. They are speaking about enforcing the filing of interest or coupon income on corporate instruments, right? So that if you, your personal income tax is filed and you make some returns in some of those bonds, pay a tax on it. And they are saying government can get 104 million from that. All right. And I feel that these are, I think this is the way to go. I, I, what I'm saying is that the civil society advocacy has gone beyond stating positions to actually offering solutions. Yes, and they've they've had, if if you look at the the things that they've said, so they've they've looked at fiscal readjustment. They look at government expenditure that they think government should cut, and when you put everything together, you can actually add it. So government, maybe you can add it. Like they have uh, three point six billion, five point six. You put it all together. That's a lot of savings, and they are saying. If we make those savings in the years that we have said we'll save, you may not even need to put individual bondholders in a debt exchange. So I think the question you ask is very important. Did cabinet discuss the IMF program? Number two, did they discuss the details of the debt exchange to look at the possible effects on different groups? And was there some committee that did some proud job in cabinet to say, as aside from debt exchange, maybe this is a tax you can bring, whatever. You get me? So because from the way... All these people are coming up with solutions and attaching numbers to it. It's quite clear the government rushed in the way they implemented the debt exchange because I, I have in front of me at least 10 suggestions mm -hmm. which have financial... For example, let me give you two or three on the expenditure side. The budget provision for the energy sector shortfall of 23 billion CDs should be revised downwards by 3 billion through reduction of transmission losses, technical losses and administrative inefficiencies. This will save us $3 billion. Number two, reduce transfers to statutory funds, except DACF, NHF, and GET Fund. The transfers to all other statutory funds should be reduced significantly from the 15% of tax revenue approved in the 2023 budget to 10%. Specific, special focus can be placed on GMPC, Exim Bank, and MIF. When you do that, you are going to save 7 billion CDs. Then they talk about reviewing and resizing MDAs and SOAs to maintain compensation expense equivalent to 2022. So that you don't create new government bureaucracies. You are saving 6.5 billion CDs. Mm -hmm. Review FSHS, make it more efficient through effective targeting, save 1 billion CDs. So, I am going back to Dr. Baumia and I'm saying, mm -hmm. take all the things CDD 
IEA and IBF have said. When you go for your next economic, what was the name of that thing you said? Economic management team. Economic management team. Use it to come up with an alternative to what the finance minister is doing. Let's bring you technical media trends and we'll cross over to parliament. Okay. Because there's a live briefing from the minority side, which mm-hmm. is live on CTTV. We're going to go there. But okay. let me just do quickly. Uh, tech and social media trends. Go ahead to tell us what's training after Kukui brings us the highlights. Yes, they're brought to you by uh, Vodafone. So Vodafone One Ghana promo is the best. For One Ghana CD, you get 20 minutes of talk time to all other networks and one gigabyte of data every day between 5 a.m. and 11.59 a.m. Vodafone, further together. And Cal Bank, just visit any Cal Bank branch with your Ghana card, complete an account reactivation form, and get free access to any of our digital solutions. Cal Bank, forward together. Okay, tell us what's trending. Quickly, I will run through this before we go to Parliament, where KCL of course, will be speaking. How many is trending? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Vout Vokest is uh, trending. Marcus Rashford is trending. Footballers. It's footballers. Now, let me take you quickly to tech and what is happening there. Mm-hmm. Uh, guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Trump. Donald Trump. Yes. Oh. Meta is allowing Trump back on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. You know that. Hey! <laughs> so they announced on Wednesday that they will allow former President Donald Trump two years after his initial suspension. They're saying that they will reinstate his accounts sometime over the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if he once again violates content policies, they said that his accounts will be subject to additional suspensions. Mm-hmm. Now, quickly, mm-hmm. let me give you two uh, tech tips mm-hmm. um, how to contact Facebook mm-hmm. for help. How to contact Facebook support and get help for issues with your account. A lot of times people want to contact Facebook because they can't do something. Okay. So how to contact Facebook support. First, you log into your account on the desktop site. Look up at the top right corner of the screen. You see a downward facing arrow. Click it and select help and support from the drop down menu from there. Right. You can select help center. That was against media trends. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. So, Kasselatu Forsen is addressing the media. Let's hear him. Out. And so, therefore, if His Excellency the President intends to reshuffle his government, let it be known that we in the NDC will not accept an attempt to increase the size of government. And if the current size of his ministers increase by one, that one person may not receive our cooperation. And in the end, we also wish to assure the people of Ghana that as part of our engagement with the Finance Committee and the Health Committee, we have agreed to do public hearing on the audit of the COVID-19 expenditure. Public hearing. Beginning on the 7th of February 2020. 23. At that point, we will pay due diligence to the duties given to us as the people of Ghana. And then finally, finally, we will also embark on a roadshow where we will galvanize the people of Ghana and educate them on the meaning of what this economic crisis is going to take us through. But to conclude on this matter, I will appeal to the rank and file of our great NDC party to keep calm. Members of parliament are in good hands. We will work with them with due diligence. Obviously, obviously, 
we are not new in this house. I've been in this house for 14 years. I know the capabilities of all our colleagues. Some I met, some came to meet me. I have worked closely with most of our colleagues, and I can assure you that together we shall succeed. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Ladies, permit me, take my voice like that. I have not been well for the past one. We, we, we intended it not to be in the question and answer for This is the first time the new leader is addressing the press. And we are all witnesses to what is happening in the country. It is his duty to hold the caucus together, the party together, and the country together. So this one is just to pass through you, like I started, to call for calmness and coolness to prevail. He has a roadmap on how to meet the various caucuses and those who call the shot in the party. And he started yesterday. He saw, he went to some individual houses, including the old leadership, including my good self. So we will not want a situation whereby it will be the normal press conference of the questions and answers. And I believe as members of the parliamentary press corps who are well versed in broadcasting parliament, you understand it better than my good self. So if you accept my candid opinion, and that is the opinion of the minority leader, we bring proceedings to an end. Thank you very much. And may God bless us. So very clearly, the, this was a very short statement. We didn't even get the full statement, but probably being the full statement, I took full statement. We're not really sure if he, he, and maybe uh, Zoe and Co can tell us whether he addressed the issues around the the, 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 the removal of his predecessor. Because the part of the speech that we brought to you had to do with what they were hoping the government would do and sort of sending a signal to the government. We didn't hear the original part. So, Sky, I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, that's right. I, I think we, we recorded that and we're playing it back. Yeah, but you see, um, I, I think, um, um, I, first of all, let me use the opportunity to commend and then also to congratulate the new team. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, um, they are experienced people who are mm-hmm. coming in to mm-hmm. do their part mm-hmm. and perhaps help the NDC to achieve as... Um, it's, it's, it's objectives as a political party, which is, among which, among which is, you know, winning political power. Um, however, I mean, we should consider this opportunity a chance for the new leadership mm-hmm. to state what they are bringing to the table, to thank the previous leadership mm-hmm. for the work they have done, mm-hmm. And to court the support of those who are rebelling against the new leadership. And I, I, I want to believe that they have missed the boat entirely on the subject matter. And it is also not the time to tell the journalists that, oh, you, you have made a statement and you don't want them to, to answer questions on, on this matter. I, I think really, I mean. So what's the point? There was the point calling a press conference to tell us that you will not do this with the government and all of that. That's not what we need now. Send us a statement. Exactly. First of all, your leadership is being challenged because it is not that people are saying that Atu and the team are not great 
you know, people who should be able to lead the attack for the NDC in Parliament. The concern is the apparent lack of or the, the presence of democratic deficit. In other words, the apparent lack of consultation mm. that people claim is behind the agitation against their leadership. So if you are given the opportunity um, on your first day in office, let me use that. Pascal, let's wait to listen to the full thing because we just had some part. We no, had like the no, last no, I mean, the, the, the thing wasn't more than... Uh, so let, let me, I'll take a short break. When I come back, I'll take a short break. When I come back, uh-huh. I will, I will, I will... Um, Take you to what they, what they actually say. Oh, yeah, it's okay. I'm saying fully. Then fully. We, can, we can jump in. Very, very so well, we'll, very. we'll write back. Give us a second. <laughs> For Pepsodent, smiles are one of the most important things we have. The problem is, globally, one in two children suffer from cavities. Pepsodent, with maximum cavity protection, helps to prevent the formation of cavities. Pepsodent, because every smile matters. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Football around the world. Feely Feely on HD Plus from 17 January 2023. Score HD is available only on HD Plus Channel 051. Central University, Ghana's leading private Christian university, has opened admissions for the 2022-2023 academic year. Degrees are available on our campuses in Mutual, ICGC Christ Temple, Abosokai, and Kumasi. Also enroll in our MBA with various specializations. Scholarships are available for needy but brilliant students. Call us on 0303-318-583 or visit our website at central.edu.gh for more information. Central University, raising transformational leaders through faith, integrity, and excellence. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Thirty minutes past eight, City Breakfast Show. And I'm taking you to the, the, the main speech of Atu Forsen. This is what he actually said from the beginning. First, let me say that I'm deeply honored and humbled to have been chosen to lead our gallant NDC minority caucus in Ghana's parliament. I wish to use this opportunity again to thank the leadership of our great NDC party who have placed their trust and confidence in me. I am also deeply grateful to our colleagues, the rank and file of our great party, the NDC, and the people of Ghana for their profound support and solidarity. I have held fruitful and positive conversation, in fact, frank conversation, with my senior brother, the Honorable Haruna Idrusu. I commended him for his admirable leadership and stewardship when he was granted the opportunity by a great to lead. It will be, it will be my duty to represent our collective 
our collective goals in particular with an unwavering dedication and most importantly with high integrity. I have no doubt that with the support of the entire minority caucus in Parliament, we shall succeed. May the God Almighty guide us and bless us all. But let me also add that our first responsibility is to unite the caucus, and that will be number one on the agenda. Things of this nature happens, but obviously there is the need for us to show leadership, and we will do just that. Most importantly, I will focus the next month, I will focus the next month to tackle three things. First, I wish to first of all send a message to the MPP that the people of Ghana are calling on them to downsize their government, to reflect the mood of the country. You are asking people to forgo their coupons or interests, asking the ordinary Ghanaian to sacrifice payout. And so, therefore, if His Excellency the President intends to reshuffle his government, let it be known that we in the NDC will not accept an attempt to increase the size of government. And if the current size of his ministers increase by one, that one person may not receive our cooperation. And in the end, we also wish to assure the people of Ghana that as part of our engagement with the Finance Committee and the Health Committee, we have agreed to do public hearing on the audit of the COVID-19 expenditure, public hearing, beginning on the 7th of February 2023. At that point, we will pay due diligence to the duties given to us as the people of Ghana. And then finally, finally, we will also embark on a roadshow where we will galvanize the people of Ghana and educate them on the meaning of what this economic crisis is going to take us through. But to conclude on this matter, I will appeal to the rank and file of our great NDC party to keep calm. Members of Parliament are in good hands. We will work with them with due diligence. Obviously, obviously, we are not new in this House. I've been in this House for 14 years. I know the capabilities of all our colleagues. Some I met, some came to meet me. I have worked closely with most of our colleagues, and I can assure you that together we shall succeed. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So that was a full speech, probably six, seven minutes. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I, I think, look, I mean, with the greatest respect to those handling um, the new leadership in Parliament, mm-hmm. I think they've done a great disservice um, to all of us Ooh. by calling this press conference and giving us what they have given us. 
Charlie. Um, you see, exactly, because to a large extent, this was to be his inaugural speech. Yes, sir. Uh, and I'm using it loosely. Oh, yes, I get what you're saying. The reason is that as we speak, there's a huge storm within the party. Mm-hmm. People challenging his leadership already, mm-hmm. the new team. His competence is not in doubt. Mm-hmm. The competence of Honorable Abuja is not in doubt. Mm-hmm. The competence of Honorable Kufibua, not in mm-hmm. doubt. Mm-hmm. The concerns that I've heard people from within the NDC raise in their opposition to the new leadership mm-hmm. is that there was no consultation, or even if there was, mm-hmm. it was very little mm-hmm. or limited in school. Mm. And that the decision-making institutions of the party were not engaged mm-hmm. to carry out this decision. Mm. They talk about what? The, um, the FEC, they talk about the steering committee, and they also talk about the national executive, mm-hmm. um, what they call it, mm-hmm. council of the party. Yes. And it is also suggested that perhaps there was very little or no involvement of the council of elders of the party. These are all claims. Uh-huh. Um, the party leadership suggests that there was something like that and that people who needed to be consulted were consulted. But the question is for a party like the NDC to take a decision that is binding, mm-hmm. the argument of those people who are saying they reject the decision is that the recognized institutions responsible for taking decision ought to have taken the decision. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's, the situation is fluid. Now, to the extent that nobody is questioning your competence, you would expect that when you come to deliver a major, a defining speech of this kind, mm-hmm. someone ought to have done some work overnight on this particular speech, which would have taken care of, first of all, recognizing the fact that a lot of, you know, burden or perhaps responsibility yeah. has been put on Captures your the, 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 the moment. Exactly. The, the you recognize the weight of the responsibility. Mm-hmm. You recognize the trust that has been reposed in you mm-hmm. and that you believe that with the support of everybody, you will be able to carry the ship sa- uh, safely to its destination. Mm-hmm. But you also recognize the opposition mm-hmm. that is emerging against your leadership. Mm-hmm. It may be or may not be because of democratic de- deficit as i said much earlier mm. however you intend to do a b c d to but, bring but let me ask you do you think this was the full speech because don't forget we were told there was a press something then this seems and then we were told then later on that there was going to be a meeting of the different groups yeah so this seems like some impromptu yeah or like they, they, sort of, they, they abridged it or something no it's, no no, it's, no, it's, so, no that's what i'm saying that I'll, I'll come to that so when you say that you do A, B, C, D to win the confidence of everybody, mm. you are not going to go after anybody because they signed a petition opposing your leadership. Mm-hmm. You do A, B, C, D and ensure that the NDC is held together to take on the MPP in Parliament. Then you go on to talk about the performance of the previous leadership. Of course, he made some casual re- reference to that, but spoke about mm-hmm. meeting Haruna and all of that. But Haruna was not the only person that was removed. Mm-hmm. So you needed to deal with all of those and recognize so the it, 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 must, it needed to be a purpose. Exactly. But there's no between a statement and a speech. This is probably a short statement. To no, the Bernard, no, you see, regardless of how you look at it, you needed, even if it was not a speech that you are going to read, the point is you should, be, you should take down the notes and then, and then I, speak the spe- uh, speaking notes. So that it would it. dispel and even influence what the media will write. Exactly. So now what, what is the media going to say? What is the media going to say? So you deal with all of those issues mm. and then if it is really necessary 
for you to already begin throwing salvos at the the government what you intend because look people are calling it a coup mm-hmm. coup makers will tell you that if you do a coup it doesn't succeed you are either dead or you'll be in the jail somewhere <laughs> do you understand but where the coup succeeds that is when you establish your government as we speak the thing is still fairly shaky because of the opposition so the, the speech did not seize the moment uh-huh. so you should seize the moment <laughs> Get your people to understand that you so recognize the You are setting a lot of. Oh yeah, 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 of course. I mean, you were, you were, you were underwhelmed. You were yeah, underwhelmed. I mean, I he could have done a better job. No, no, let me forget about Sky. No, what, no. What did you I, I'm making a very important no, point. I, 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 Why are you forgetting about no, me? I am saying I want to know what she thinks. I mean, so no, say that. Oh no. Oh, I think I want to understand. I want to understand what she feels. Whether you say you want. What I'm saying is that I want to know whether, no, no, to know whether the, the being underwhelmed is is a, is something that is a cause. Uh, it's not just from right, me. Yes. Because I know your view. I I think that um he, he has replaced the honourable Atufuasen has replaced somebody who was effortlessly charismatic mm-hmm. um as we know a great orator mm-hmm. somebody who could at any point in time get on his feet and deliver and an address a speech a retort Extreme, a response extremely gifted extremely orator. gifted yeah um without once glancing at a piece he of paper he can give you he can give he, you like uh, what do you call it sound bites without exactly, even preparing exactly without the, even trying he prepares you know it's it's yeah. it's very it's it's like an innate gift that I, I spoke to some of his mates in sociology so, in yeah. Legon they mm-hmm. said he was a shark uh-huh when and, and it's very apparent and I think I think Dr. Forson is as well in a different way in a uh-huh <laughs> He's, 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 he's probably more of an introverted Chuck, whereas Haruna Idrisu is more of an extrovert. Yes. No, there are some people who perform Chuck. better yes. um, from behind. In their, in, from behind yeah, the so he's not. Yeah, and okay. maybe, perhaps he just needs a bit more coaching mm-hmm. to be more front facing, to mm-hmm. be a frontliner in that regard. From and, even initial, he has, and he's actually improved from what he was in the past. Ah, so a major improvement. Uh, to be honest, so, I didn't even realize he's been in parliament for 14 years. Yeah, but the truth, until he but, said but it. But I was saying that this, we should, we should think about whether this thing that he did uh-huh. was meant to be his. Uh-huh, you see, I was. That, see, I was that's actually even at so, Yeah, but you were taking too long. No, 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 What I wanted you to admit for me, this seemed very impromptu and very hurried. everything you call the media to do. If you are not ready to continue with it, tell the media respectfully that because of A, B, and C, we called you yesterday that we were going to do A, B, C, D. But there have been changes or intervening developments that will require that you shelve the press conference for now. You don't still bring the man to Sky, come Sky, You know why? People have deployed live equipment. We sent an OB truck there. So if the man... So I feel he fought like... No, no, this is not the, the first media, time. The media happened. has come to cover my first speech. Uh-huh. There's a meeting that's going to happen. I need to say something for them to not waste the the, the transportation. No, 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 no oh, this is not a first. He was ready. <laughs> maybe in his mind, this was what. This so, is how he it wanted would probably to have been worse on him. First. To, imagine what the media would have said that Atu Fosin calls us for a first bridge bridge and he and gets cancelled. Cancel. No, I mean, no, no, no. So, so that's what I'm saying. That it's this is not the first time it's happening. There have been so many press conferences called at the highest level of even yeah. governance. Okay, and they will come out and tell you that because of A B C D. Okay, it is not. You know what? We'll come back. So I haven't finished with you. I wanted to take a quick to wrap up. So you, you well, feel. He's standing in big shoes. He's not that eloquent. We should I, cut oh, him some no, slack. Please, Bernard, no, Bernard, but he's no, not. He's not no, eloquent no, as Haruna. That's the fact. 
um, that's the truth. Atu Fosin is a is he, he doesn't. Well, I think I have think, interviewed both men. Yes, Adrisu's level of we we understand we uh, get it. Oratory is higher than most politicians we, we find in the country. Oh, yes, agree, 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 agree. Agree. But, okay, but it's a very grave. What's error. the error? And, I, and he hasn't even finished. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, finish. So, right. because your question was, was I underwhelmed? Yes. I think again, considering who he's replacing and what we're used to from the minority leader in Parliament, mm-hmm. and we've been used to for several years now, it's a stark contrast. That's what I'll put. I'll, I'll put it that way. It's a stark contrast compared mm-hmm. to what we're used to hearing mm-hmm. and what we're used to seeing, and the kind of delivery we've become accustomed to mm-hmm. when it comes to the minority side of Parliament. Mm-hmm. Um, not just from the, the the minority leader, but also from the the chief whip. And oh, but so, that, th- but, yeah, but yeah, again, yeah, I think they're, but they're we, didn't, both, we didn't hear. They're, we didn't no, hear we didn't. We didn't. But I'm that saying also. But I'm saying that duo. Okay, why is even the deputy minority leader in all of this? No, he's not in the country. Ah, look at that. No, no, no. He's not in the country. Why? The press conference. That doesn't matter. It happens. But that's what I'm saying. That when she declared, but that's what I'm saying. That then it's possible that this was impromptu because if Kofibwa is not in town, Cassiel didn't read the speech. And all the media is there, and he gives like a two-minute statement. <laughs> but I also think, I also think, I also think, let's let's not underestimate him too much. This is his first run out as minority that, that leader. Was the point I was doing that let's said, let's also give him, let's also give him some time because we know he's brilliant. That I'm, is, I'm that is not even in question. Let me hear you. Here. But but I think give him time. He's new in this role. He's 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 now That's going fair. to get accustomed but if to, are, if to are, this no, role. But if you are the ranking member. On the finance committee, yes, it's a it's a very publicly like he, well, in budget this in budget debates, for example, uh-huh. the ranking member of the finance committee gets the chunk of the time. Uh-huh. In a lot of discussions about loan approvals, the ranking member of the finance committee, the, in fact, the, the minority will yield to him. Mm-hmm. So he's not some novice who not, not at all. We're not saying he is. Which is why Sky is saying that he expected more. Yeah. He will get a, he will get accustomed to this particular. Go I'll come to you after your money. I'll come to you after your money. But I you need to you need to, to you, you need to brush your teeth. Pepsodent charcoal is made with a fine blend of activated charcoal and lemon essence And the Pepsodent charcoal white gently polishes away tooth stains And naturally restores your bright smile Pepsodent herbal for your, uh, you the herbal lovers Is formulated from carefully selected natural extracts and uniquely blended herbs It releases, repairs and protects gum tissue while giving you strong teeth Now, you can get Pepsodent at any shop or call our customer care center on our toll-free number 0800-2000-030. That's 0800-200-030. Always remember to brush your teeth in the morning and before you sleep at night. Pepsodent, every smile matters. Before oh, that, before okay. that, let's talk about caveman. Before watches. that, yes, one of my favorite Ghanaian brands, Caveman Watches. It's a global standard luxury rich wristwatch. It's made right here in Ghana for that special someone with their name customized in it. Now, that's what I call a timeless gift. Mm. Caveman Watches is giving a whopping 50% discount on the cost of customizing a name mm. inside any of their exquisite luxury watches. Mm. For any purchase above 2,000 Ghana CDs, you get this deal. And this goes until the 15th of February. So it's right in time for Valentine's Day. Mm. Those of you who are thinking of what gift to get for your loved one. Mm. Visit Caveman Watches on all platforms. That's at Caveman Watches. Or you can walk into their showroom and factory on their Jingano Road. Mm. Adjacent the new AstroTurf. And you can place your order, or even join the making process of your own bespoke luxury watch right here in Ghana. Call 055-751-6744 or go to cavemanwatches.com. Caveman Watches, be remembered. 
And the Institute of Chartered Accountants, Ghana, turns 60 years. As part of the anniversary celebrations, a float will drive through some principal streets of Accra on Thursday, which is today, the 26th of January, uh, starting from the ICAG Secretariat at 7 a.m. through Tetakwashi, 37 Military Hospital, Ridge Roundabout, and back to Christ the King through cantonments, then to the ICAC Secretariat in East Legon. A Thanksgiving ceremony and launch of the anniversary will be on Friday, that's tomorrow, at 4 p.m. at the Accra International Conference Center. All students, members, and fellows of the Institute and all stakeholders and the general public are cordially invited to join the Institute to celebrate this significant milestone. Long live ICAG, long live Ghana. All right, so time check is uh, 8.31. And we're getting into the uh, segment called Your Money. All right, so uh, the, your money is brought to you by CBJ. We stand with you. Something occurred to me. You know what? I've been thinking a lot about money these days. Mm-hmm. How to make it, how to mm. maintain it, and how to multiply it. So you make it, you maintain, you multiply. That's that. It's, it's a law, right? Mm. So you must make the money first, and then you must let it grow, and then you multiply it. So some people want to multiply without making. Mm. Some people want to multiply before maintaining. So you make first, you maintain, and you multiply. So there are three M's. And I feel discipline is the first law of financial increase. Discipline is the first law of financial increase. So the Bible says, Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he who gathers by labor shall increase. So we're talking about consistency. We're talking about discipline. Gathering by hard work. So it's, and, when the, and the concept of gathering is you take your time and build it. All right? So overnight riches don't last. Mm. But wealth that you get by consistency will last you more. So don't forget the three M's. You make it, you maintain it, and then you multiply it. Those are the three M's. And discipline is the first law of financial increase. Discipline. So that you can look at an egg, but you still chew into a bone. Right? Deprive yourself of some of the pleasures for the now, so you can make a better tomorrow. That was your money. Brought to you by CBG. We stand with you. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Right, we'll read some comments on the... We've discussed two main issues. We've, 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 we've talked about the plethora of advice that the government is getting from civil society on how to cut its expenditure, how to raise its fiscals from CDD to IEA to the Independent or Individual Bondholders Forum. We hope government is listening. We're also a bit confused by the Vice President's announcement that we should have a bipartisan approach to managing economy affairs. We are like, you know what? That's what you are supposed to do. You're not supposed to be telling us. Put that aside. Kassela Tufosin's first press briefing after being announced as minority leader. And Sky is analyzing a lot of things around this, like whether it was necessary 
to then come and give us a two and a half minute speech and not take questions. But I was, but it, I mean, if you wanted to quench the fires of all the challenges that you are facing, did you did you need to have Haruna there with you, negotiate with him to be there to say I'm there with you? Because if people are protesting in the regions, in why would you why would you say you know what? If you've met Haruna, what did you tell him? Because if I had met Haruna, I said, "Dude, Charlie, I beg you, come and sit with me to let people know that you are with me." Okay, and then Kofi is also not in. Well, that's, that's for him. I, I, I can't, it's part because if you want to introduce the whole team, if I, I come, who is forcing them to do it today? Yeah. Why won't you yeah. use the whole of the week to to quench the fires and mm-hmm. then do a press conference when Kofi yeah. is back? Why are you? You know, so it's like a lot of own goals. Now we are told eighty people say they support seventy, basa, yeah. and now we are told there's going to be some meeting mm-hmm. to try and resolve the issues. I mean, this is the lead opposition party, yeah. and the, the, what's even worse is that. You know, I heard someone just tell Sandra something, which I sort of agree with. It's like, you know what? We are going through so much in the country. Why should the way we choose our, our leader become the main topic mm-hmm. for the day? Why are we Why are we creating? Mm-hmm. And he's not necessarily blaming the media, but he's admitting that they are scoring an own goal. Yeah. Because the media focuses on the division in NDC's parliamentary front. When the, the focus should be on debt exchange, I have in front of me very sound advice from the Independent Bondholders Forum and the Tenka Committee and what they have said they want to do which we feel could have been given more airtime, or the COVID, uh, uh, what do you call it, audit that is so scandalous, mm-hmm. or the football spending of over 160 million. All right? So many things have come up. Hospitals that have gone on strike in some parts of the country because they don't have normal anesthesia machines. We're spending all the day discussing the... Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, it, and it's not... It's, it's like it's painful. Sometimes we have to balance what is immediate and relevant, but... And, and this you can do better. Like, what are you doing? You know, you've been in government for how long? PNDC, Rollins, 20 years. You can't, you can't choose leaders and we have to be spending the whole day. This. I mean, what's, what's your problem? You know, get your act together. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's this? We don't want to spend the whole day discussing whether our two forces spoke to Haruna, who Haruna is planning. It's not what we need in Ghana. You know, so please give us better things to think about and stop this, your won't go here, won't go here. Somebody should call the whole house to order and say, guys, Whip everybody into line, get a boat to start working, and let's do what we have to do and stop this unnecessary diversion. I'll give you two minutes to end this discussion. I'm not going to repeat it again, so we'll give you two minutes to finish. Oh, it. What do you want me to say? I want you to, because it's, it's really annoying me. Why should we be discussing? <laughs> no, you also can't. We, we go live and you can't speak for two minutes. That we should you take questions. Can you imagine? I mean, yeah, he says he says you take questions. What should stop that? No, you see, ah. um, first of all, we need to acknowledge the circumstances that they find themselves in, and he finds himself in. Uh, the reason why I'm saying we are making a grave error is we are thinking, were we expecting the person we've covered as a journalist for 14 years to suddenly be transformed overnight? Yeah. No. That the case we know yesterday, suddenly this morning, because he's new minority leader this morning, suddenly transformed. But is this the case you know? Of course. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, 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 oh. Of course. Of course. Ah, okay. of course. Of course. This is the case you know. Of course. Ah, okay. If look, anyway, he doesn't speak well if he's not reading something. Maybe he's and, a bit, he's and a he bit, said, and he yeah, said what he, he mentioned the fact that he had spoken. Uh, he he spoke about Harness' influence on him. Yeah, uh, yeah. He spoke about the fact that he's not a novice. Yes, which is emphasizing his position in Parliament. He says, "I've been in Parliament for fourteen years. Mm-hmm. The MPs who came to meet me, yes, sir. and there are those yes. no." Yeah. It has to be emphasized. You might say it's not in doubt, but it has to be. It's a point that has to be emphasized publicly. It's true because part of the criticism 
makes him look like he's a nobody. Yes, like if you listen to yeah, avocado, yeah, avocado, avocado described yeah, you as an entity. How can avocado? Hold on, hold yes, on. Yes, no, 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 yes, you find your say. No, I think no. This is Ben. No, no, hold on. You see, you are not being fair to the honourable avocado. I listen. What did he say? What did he say? There was a specific question about. Um, Cassandra asked about issues of longevity and all of that. Uh-huh. And then there was a context in which he said what he said. Which was? And he said that what? You know, yes, it is the case that people came in and became somebody. But the, where we find ourselves, this is not the time to make a non entity somebody. His meaning is clear. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> he did not hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm <laughs> saying that you should not use that and say in specific terms. That he was describing at two forcing Why would oh, you be? But, 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 but why? Sky, Sky, please. Why were we interviewing Doctor Samoka? Why were we interviewing? Sky, how many people were removed? I'm saying, why were we interviewing Sky? The journalist, the journalist, the journalist, the journalist, Sky, the journalist quoted Mister Avoka. He quoted him. Now you can say the interpretation may be different, but yes, so if no, but if you are in, if you are being interviewed as an experienced MP mm-hmm. about a new leadership, yeah. and you say this is not the time to make a non-entity, yeah. at at best you are referring to all three. At worst, you are referring to one of them. So if Godfrey comes and says, "No, Sky, you, 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 you can't," you can't you know, describe Sky, him. You, and I'm saying you, that, you won't teach us English, please. That's 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 it's it's about interpretation. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we, we are right to interpretation. I, I, I understand you. Okay. I understand your interpretation. How can you say that? You can't say that he was interpretation. Was he talking? Did he say that? I was answering the question about the leadership. I can hold my own here. Why do you want to come and tell us how to interpret what Avoka said? My interpretation of what Anabukletos Avoka. Yes. If I were in KSL shoes. Yes. That would be my response. That's okay. And that's what I'm saying. That, and he chose today, mm-hmm. he chose today, mm-hmm. okay, to, hey, why is it? Okay, all right, I'll come and deal with this one later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is old. Yeah. No, no, this go on, go on, go on. All right. He chose today mm-hmm. to say that I am not a nobody. Yeah. I, Johnny just come. Yeah. I've been here for 14 years. Yes. And he, listen to what he said. He said, I have been here for 14 years. There are MPs who came to meet me. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. true. There are those I came to meet. Yeah. The plan is to work together. Mm-hmm. It does not. It is neither here nor there. Okay. All right. Second point for me mm-hmm. on this point about whether the timing was right or what would the timing ever be right under the circumstances that we find ourselves in? Possibly not. You see, because listen to me. Mm-hmm. Listen to the point I'm making. Because then you see finds himself in a very interesting position, mm-hmm. right? If what, what, what is to stop us from saying that if there had been a decision to maintain Haruna, there would not be granting, no granting behind. somewhere? Oh. What is to say? No, 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 no. Because we are... Let, let, let us not pretend as if... Hold on. Said that they will do changes. Especially, let us not pretend sitting here as journalists that we don't know that there have been conversations and there are people who have wanted a certain kind of change for some time. It is not the truth that every NDC MP wants Haruna as leader. That's true. That's, that's, true. that's not been in doubt. Exactly. We have said so, that here on exactly. this platform repeatedly. So the fact that those who disagree <laughs> are loudest at the moment does not mean that we can then go and say, oh, uproar. Yeah. Because again, yeah. protest in Asawasi, celebration at Elembele. A, 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 in Elembele. That's normal in politics. Exactly. So I am saying, what is our position then to say there is an uproar of a sort? Because there is. No, oh. calm down. <laughs> you understand? So, <laughs> so <laughs> what's wrong with you? For us, I, I think that we 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 just need 
to let this run and see how it goes. Because they said there's a meeting today. Yes. We'll see how the meeting goes. What is not in doubt in listening to a Sidun Ketia and Fifi Fiavi Kwete is that the decision will not be changed. Yeah. What we've heard some George and have others say... Ma- have we heard Mahama say anything? No, not yet. I'm coming. Mm-hmm. What we've heard some of the other MPs say mm-hmm. is they want engagement. Mm-hmm. Before or after the fact, the decision has been made. But engage mm-hmm. us and let us understand within ourselves that this, is why, that this is why you did it and this is where we are going. But the decision itself it's will not change. Not change. Mm-hmm. Again, let's sit in here. Somebody replaced somebody. Mm-hmm. There was noise. Mm-hmm. But they moved on. Yeah. yeah, It is the nature of our policy. This is a repetition of a cycle. Yeah. We, we, I want us to avoid creating a scenario where we make it look like, and again, I spoke about this, mm-hmm. Haruna's cult-like Status makes it like makes it some makes it almost an anathema. Yeah, that to you touch him. to touch him. How dare you? You no, understand? You and hold on, hold on, Sky. And again, Sky, he's not referring he puts, to you. He's making it. No, no, no. Why, 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 why I don't need. Why, why, why does he? Why does he finish your problem? Yale Jojo. Let us speak away to him. Sky, but you never. Oh, and your brother. Understand? Oh, Haruna's elevated position within. Parliamentary discourse, the media space. Look, mm. for a lot of journalists, yeah. we give him a lot of respect because of he's a journalist kind of person. Ah, he's, a, he's a dream. Charlie. He says the right things. And he knows he how to mix jokes. To answer it. You he, understand? He knows the work. But we must also, as journalists, be in a position where we can separate our personal likes, our idiosyncrasies from the objective. The objective. Will Kessel make us laugh? No. Will he be the most exciting person? Probably 14 years, probably he has not. never excited us. Probably I don't not. expect him the next two years to become an exciting orator. Mm-hmm. But has he always spoken at a certain level? Yes. Yes. So, that is what we will expect. Now, the rest of what he has to do mm-hmm. as minority leader, most of those things are done behind closed doors. We are never there. Good. Meanwhile, we are also been aware of that. And I told you, I witnessed some of those things. Yes. Most of the criticism of Haruna was back door. They don't exactly. do it publicly. Exactly. They will meet you and tell you that, oh, Charlie, he's this person, he's yeah. that person. But they won't come and but tell the, you. But back door, yeah. there were quite a few people who yeah. felt that he was yeah. too cozy. Yeah. That is the fact. With I was the, there. The Nobody's telling me this. Yes. And then, so again, which means that Kazel's strength may be working behind the scenes, mm-hmm. building bridges. He may not necessarily come and deliver a speech that would... But he will probably we, work uh, the background well. I, I so, was not sitting here. I was not expecting Kesela to force him to come and read a speech that will blow me away. You are not even expecting, so you, not expecting so, it. So that's why I say we are getting ahead of ourselves. But I think Sky's point, which I think I agree with, was that in all of this, if you want to outdoor or make your first public speech, it should have been better thought through, better written. Yeah. And then to come and do like two and a half minutes and say you don't take questions, you go. So I understand That's where he's where coming I, from. That, that is where you I cannot, you, you cannot come and uh, you see. We, we, and both of us can be right without it always being a fight. Oh, Your point is that this is normal, Kazil. Which Kazil. yes, and Sky. Sky's point is that if this was like a Haruna, even with an impromptu speech, mm-hmm. we'll be clapping. You know, he will. He would have used the five minutes in a way that. After the speech, and that is a gift. It's not everybody who has it. See, Sky, let's not. There's no level of training that a man can get that can produce no, the kind yeah. of things Haruna Bernard, does. Bernard, Bernard. Bef- I'm coming be- in front of the it's mic. True. Whilst I agree with you that strategy-wise, managing the person, mm-hmm. deciding what to do mm-hmm. are important. Mm-hmm. These are times that you see. It's like we are all not sure what's happening. See, to have seventy. MP seven seven say we support CCC. You don't. It's a very uncharted territory. If that is not an uproar, then what are you talking no, about? Let's forget about that. Let's talk at a general point. We are mm-hmm. saying that whilst the man's 
first approach mm-hmm. may be underwhelming, we must also understand where he's coming from, the kind of person he is, and how he does. That is thing. not in that. That is why you prepare for it. You see, the point I'm making. Look, Bernard. You see, leadership positions in this country must be given a lot more. You know, thought through. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. Even if the person is weak in a particular area, it is the job of the people managing the person to sit overnight, put together a statement that defines the moment and responds to everything that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is the case he spoke about. Yes, he met Haruna. Mm-hmm. What of the rest of the people? The people who are dissenting, was there a statement as to encourage them mm-hmm. to come together and work for the common good of the NDC? Yes. Mm-hmm. Please, it's not about making casual references to, oh, um, we will work together. But do you know if he hasn't engaged them behind? No, I'm not talking about. You see, it is about the people. They are, not, are they doing it behind closed doors? What about the tweet he put out in the morning? No, that, you see, Bernard, the point I'm making is that what mm-hmm. they are not disagreeing or they are not rev- the revolution against the new leadership. It's not hidden, no. It is in the public domain. Yes. And I am saying that when people are communicating their positions publicly, they are not questioning his competence. It was just a one-off statement made by Honorable Avoka, which you now contextualize as meaning that he is questioning his competence. He didn't refer, he, he spoke in a certain way. In your view. Yeah. And I'm saying that if you look at everything, and my, I have spoken on this matter. Yeah. I know Kessela Tufosin. Mm. I've worked with him in parliament as a parliamentary correspondent. Yes, his days as the deputy minister. Mm. I know his competence. Mm. He's one of the finest guys you can ever find. Yeah. I don't have any issue with his competence or otherwise. Good. What I'm saying is, that should not give us a reason not to question how this was managed manage today's, today's... Because the NDC is not some yeah. new party. They didn't, blah, blah, they didn't manage to do Exactly. Well. So, and I've been in that house. And I've seen leaders come and go. Exactly. When you are making an inaugural speech... But why do you call it an inaugural speech? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, it's my first I'm using a I'm using a This is his first statement as the minority leader. So if you did not think through it properly, yeah, it, or something has changed, what you do is tell the media respectfully. The media will not go and, you know, no, start... Yeah, yeah, that's right. You tell them in a nice way that, oh, we have a meeting that is to do A, B, and C. Uh-huh. So and doing? in view of that, yes. the press conference that we have called, we will not do it. Yes. So, okay, please, take it that. Of course, people will put their interpretations on yes. it. But you do not come and put the man in front of us. To speak for two and a half and, and say, and, and <laughs> someone says that, oh... Um, you know, you, you should understand this is his position, so you go away. No, it doesn't market the guy right. Because look, if you look at Atufosin's CV, it's not in doubt. So he has been under properly schooled, properly uh, educated. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you need people who know their job to, around to sit around him. Because look, from <laughs> so it means you are also casting shade at the way he was even introduced. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, look, look. I don't want I it to look like. So you, are, you, are, you, you, feel, you feel that even in the midst of chaos, mm-hmm. there can be some level of organization yes, around your, like your first speech exactly. without yes. it seeming so underwhelming yes so you see as you we, we, we were talking mm, off air before you came and i mentioned it yes what stops you know the the uh, the team yeah from making those overnight walks to ensure the haruna was there yes, yes. the people who are leading the rebellion yes. present to say that oh um we recognize abcd what they are not saying the question is competent yeah. they are saying that the process of making them the new leadership is that de- has deficit democratic deficit and people are pointed to the laws of the ndc to say yeah. that decision making is made by three key institutions yeah. which of them made the decision 
These are very legitimate legal and constitutional matters that have been raised. All right. So when people raise that, it is not the same as saying that these people are incompetent. They can't do their job. Right. So my view is, yeah. yes, he's a fantastic guy. All the three of them. Yeah. Good friends of mine. We know them. The point I am making is that you don't come and put the man in front of the media yeah. for him to, to, to say the things off the cuff. When Good. you could have written this mm. thing properly and addressed all my, my question to you, though, is there are a lot of numbers being thrown in some say 48 against and then some say 60 against some say 77 for we haven't seen any talk what i've seen is a list of about 40 something people mm -hmm. so i think my question to you based on your experience of parliament mm -hmm. how deeply aggrieved are the 48 i guess you can add the three who were removed so that would be 51 <laughs> how deeply aggrieved are these guys about what has happened because you are trying to distinguish between the democracy, the, the, the undemocraticness of the decision mm -hmm. and the likability and competence of the people. Yes. So I'm imagining that if you are chosen people who were completely disliked mm -hmm. by the Haruna group, mm -hmm. then you have a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you use the wrong means, mm -hmm. but you chose people who may not necessarily be disliked. Mm -hmm. So my, my question is, this 48 people, some of the names we've seen, Nilante Vandapoy, Kwabna Donko, Alassan Suhini, Mutala Mohammed, are they so peeved that it will affect Atufosin's success with his team? Or is more like, you know what, come and correct the wrong you made. Mm -hmm. You know, what, 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 would, what would they want? You see, um, so historically, there has always been this push and pull on the subject matter of who should choose leadership for the party in parliament. And it's happened on the NDC side. It's happened on the MPP side. Mm -hmm. And in fact, before the, the uh, you know, you remember that at some point when Chairman Sawabunsu was to be named the majority leader, there was an attempt to do a coup against him. <laughs> Signatures were collected, yeah. uh, but it failed to sway the national leadership of the party at the time when the matter came up for discussion. At the Is this for this term or the first term? No, the, the, this was the first term. 2017. Uh, yeah, that's right, after the change. In, you know, I, I just don't want to mention the names of people who mm. collected the signatures. Mm. The signatures were collected, mm -hmm. but it failed to achieve its purpose mm -hmm. because there was the recognition that the decision needed to be taken by an institution that had the power to do the same. And that decision was taken by law or by convention. Because yesterday you pointed out to me that yeah. by law, mm -hmm. it is the party that decides. Yeah, that's right. that, that, that's, I'm and then you said that by convention, mm -hmm. you can decide to include the, the parliamentary group. Uh -huh. So that's the point I'm making. Uh -huh. So I, I want you to distinguish. If you look at the standing order seven of the rules of the house, mm -hmm. there's a definition of who a minority leader is. And, mm -hmm. and, and with your standing order seven, yes. yes the, uh, so it deals with the definition. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I, I didn't uh, pull that immediately. Yeah. So see. you're saying that they define a minority leader mm -hmm. as a person from among the MPs on the party that had the second number of votes mm -hmm. as appointed by the party. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the, the standing orders points to the political party's active role yeah. in the selection. Exactly. Now, so, so, so now when we come to the political party, mm -hmm. does the standing order then explain what it means by the party? Because when you talk, take a political party, a political party has uh, national executives, a political party has functional executives, a political party has a national council. So, so when the, when the, when the standing order talks about the party, mm -hmm. does it tell us which organ of the party makes the decision? Yeah, so, it, so the, the, the NDC constitution, as I, as I refer, I just don't have the constitution yes. here with me. 
it tells you the three major institutions within the party. So you have Congress there. That's mm-hmm. the highest decision-making body of the party. Mm-hmm. Then it is followed by, I think that must be National uh, Executive is the National Council. I mean, I'll stand for correction. Yes. So, it, it so you're saying there's an organogram uh-huh. of party hierarchy. Exactly. That, yes. is, that, is, that is how the constitution says decisions should be taken. Uh, so if the party takes a decision, which of them took the decision? Which is why uh, Ayin is saying Adabraka. So uh-huh. when he makes reference to Adabraka, he's talking about the executive, yes. like chairman, general secretary. Instead of saying, because when you say Adabraka, you're talking about the, the party office. Mm-hmm. As in, General Mosquito and the team mm-hmm. around them, as against, say, like a national council mm-hmm. or like a broader group. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, okay, I think we need to go back to convention again because you see, a lot of the political parties, even though they are, they are, they are party constitution states things, mm-hmm. we can, and you know, I said something about convention and you said convention is not. Convention can become accepted mm-hmm. if it is repeated over time. So, what has been the convention for the way they choose these people? Uh-huh. Has it always had this? Because those who are saying the party is uh, on their own. Mm-hmm. So when they were choosing the original group, mm-hmm. did, did, was it a fake decision? Was it a neck decision? No, yeah. So you see, I see. I remember clearly. I see. Rukia came to Parliament um, and communicated the position to them. That's what normally would happen. They come and tell you that this is the decision that has been taken. Do you have any input? Sometimes, you know, people make their comments on it. Other times, there have been contributions that look, let's improve upon the process. Let us choose. In fact, there are people who have actively campaigned that they want to choose their own leaders. But if you go to the standing orders, as I was saying, Bernard, it says that what? Who is the minority leader? A minority leader is defined means a member of parliament designated by the party or parties and all and all members um, holding majority, uh, no, I'm reading ma- 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 yeah. majority leader. Majority leader means a member of parliament designated by the party or parties and or members holding majority of the seats in the house right. as their recognized leader in the house. And the minority leader is defined as meaning a member of parliament designated uh, by the party or parties and or members forming the minority as their recognized ah. leader in the house. Do you understand? So it makes provision for even the the, the, the minority group yeah. to choose the leader. Exactly. All right, let's pause all of this. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to just go, the question I originally asked you was whether the uproar was that big. Because remember, mm-hmm. when there was a whole conversation about Ken being removed, mm-hmm. it was originally rumored that, oh, there were so many MPs who said they wanted Ken to go from the majority side. Mm-hmm. But then when we drill down, drill down, drill down, it wasn't that many. All right, so there was like, you remember there was, Claim that there were about 80 MPs. We never 90, saw the list of 80. Uh-huh. We never saw the list. Indeed, mm-hmm. the press conference, they had like 16 people. I'm using that to come back to this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've, they've, they've put out a list of 48. Yesterday, when Sander interviewed Samuel George, he didn't really admit that he was part. Mm-hmm. When he interviewed Kofi Adams as well, I didn't get the sense that he admitted that he was part. Did mm-hmm. you hear me? So mm-hmm. could it also not be like a small group causing... Um, making a lot of noise based on what we've seen recently in parliament that mm-hmm. because the media is ready for information mm-hmm. a small group of people can take a valid grievance and then escalate it to become a national issue because they have access to the media whereas if you really ask mps to take a principal position and say how many of you actually disagree with this you will not find a lot of them coming out openly to say Bernard, i know how um, some of these decisions are made 
from history, my history in the house. Mm. You see, sometimes people go and oppose something. Mm-hmm. And because of something that someone calls to tell them, mm-hmm. they quickly retreat. Quick. And there's that attrition as we speak. Okay. And it is because primaries are coming. Mm. Please, the people sit in their homes mm. and they assume that, oh, we don't know about some of these machinations. We do know about them. Sometimes just because you can't so say some of these things. There are behind the okay, scenes yeah, orchestrations to muscle people out from the position of opposing the new leadership. Look, the reason why I am concerned is that these things get to repeat themselves in government. Why are we complaining about uh, what do you call it? Yeah. The IMF, how it was handled yeah, today. Similar. We are asking questions as to whether cabinet looked into it. Same thing. Of course, it's the president's prerogative mm. to say that I have evaluated the situation. So it's not a similar situation. That's right. That's the, that it's is exactly the situation. point I'm making. So some people shouldn't say somewhere. Yes, and then make an announcement. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The question is there are established institutions you. within organizations that should handle A, B, and C. Mm. Did those institutions take the decision? If there was, where's the minute? Uh, Do you understand? So, it is not like they are questioning the competence of anybody. I am coming from a position of due procedure or due process. Was there due process observed in all the circumstances of this case? If there was, they should tell us that yes, it was done. Okay. If it was, because some of the people complaining, they are members or they know people who are members of some of these institutions. Okay, Sky, what I find interesting though is that I've listened to Ayine on this I've listened to Avoka. I'm not sure if I heard Mutala. I have, I have Mutala not. Has also I haven't heard them. They've made arguments around what is appropriate mm-hmm. and what is the FA, what is done. They haven't made arguments about illegal illegality. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? So when I hear Ayene carefully, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is that when I listen to all he's saying, saying that mm-hmm. what you've done is not democratic, mm-hmm. but he's not saying what you've done is illegal. And I think that's unless I'm and if I is listening to correct me here, if that is the case, if, if that is the case, because you see NDC has a lot of lawyers. Mm-hmm. If somebody felt that what they did was illegal, then the forty eight or whoever opposes would have said that these people don't even have a, a standing. Okay. So what they are saying is that mm-hmm. um you you used um, a, an approach which by convention is non democratic. That does not necessarily mean that mm-hmm. Ato Forsen has not been duly appointed. Mm-hmm. All right, but it means that going forward, we have to change the way we work. So we are basically shouting to say that don't do this again. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they are saying it means remove him and bring Haruna back. Okay. Unless again, I'm so as again saying, look, the, the, the modus of putting the guy's name out is flawed and illegal, mm-hmm. and therefore it is void. Mm-hmm. I'm yet to hear somebody actually say that. Okay, so let me put it this way. The requirement for going to court on matters dealing with internal or organizations is that you should exhaust the internal grievance procedures. Now, people are questioning whether it was any one of the three institutions responsible for decision-making that took their decision. Nobody has come out to say that it was either NEC or Congress or some other mm. institution that took it. Mm. Of course, there will be questions as to whether that was what happened in the past. Okay. Now, if someone intends to challenge that, that's why they are using a petition. If they advance the petition... Is there a petition? Oh, yeah, that's what they were signing yesterday. Ah, okay. But, and I've seen a copy of it. How many have signed it? 
Well, the report suggests that some 60 or so MPs. But I'm, I'm also you aware... Seen it. You, have to, you want to see it for yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm also aware of the attrition. Okay. You understand? So, if someone is aggrieved enough to want to challenge the decision, he would then have to exhaust yeah. all the... I understand what you're saying. What I'm saying is that in the argument... You see, you don't need to go to court to make a legal argument yet. I'm saying that when you listen to Avoka, you listen to Ayine, mm-hmm. have they made legal argument. Yeah, he referred to the constitutional requirement that there has to be democratic okay. principles must okay. be observed in even political parties. It's a requirement of the constitution. No, but try and distinguish between... You see, I'm not... What I'm saying is that mm. as, when you listen to everything Ayini has said, yeah. is Ayini saying that the appointment of these guys is illegal or undemocratic? And I'm saying that, hold on, in substance they mean two different things. Mm. I'm not talking about whether he wants to go to court or whether he wants to exhaust. So I'm not talking about the action he's taking. Yeah. I'm talking about when he's interviewed, mm-hmm. the argument he makes to Sander. Mm-hmm. In my view, it's a democratic argument. It's not. He's not saying that as a consequence of what has happened, mm-hmm. the man has not been duly appointed. He's saying you did not use the right democratic channels, mm-hmm. and we are not happy with it. And this is not what our party stands for. Mm-hmm. But he's not saying that because of that. Your decision should be reversed. Do you get me? And I'm saying that that's a very important distinction you must make between because if I wanted to say that uh, the guys have been the 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 the, the, the procedure being wrong mm-hmm. voids the nomination, he would have said that. You see, Bernard, uh, there are so many things that are said publicly, which we all hear, and there are so many things that are said or prepared for behind the scenes, which do not necessarily come out, but which come out over time when there is the need for it. I am telling you what I have picked up over the last 24 hours. And I am saying that one of the key issues being raised now, with, in fact, I mean, when Aine was speaking to Sanda, he made references to that. That who took the decision? When was the decision taken? By whom? Who were the people there? Sort of, not in as many words. So, he's, so, so, the, question the, uh-huh. okay. so the question is, and I think that the, the MDC leadership with the greatest respect to the Honorable uh, Fifi Kwete and Honorable, uh, what do you call it, General Mosquito, they owe it to the good people of Ghana to come and answer this question because, look, we don't want to find them in government tomorrow and repeat the kind of chaos we're seeing today. You see, what you see them do today is potentially what you see in government. And that is why I'm concerned. And I am saying that I respect the competence, the authority, the credibility of the people who have been put there. And I'm saying it because I know them. And I also respect the competence and credibility of the people who are manning the NDC today. But the point is, when you are making decisions, those decisions must not have democratic deficit. Where there are those deficits, we have an authority or the obligation to question them. What's this space? This it looks like this is not ending now. Right, uh, we are getting to uh, effective even series shortly. But let's talk about providence insurance quickly, quickly. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, Provident Insurance is 40 years old. Can you imagine that? Wow. Provident, Provident Insurance. insurance. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So they welcome you to a new year. Remember to insure your new car or renew your existing motor insurance policy from now till 31st of March and get free gifts like fuel coupons and mm-hmm. several other branded Provident souvenirs. And remember, with Provident Man, you are covered. With Provident Man, <laughs> you are covered. I think you just want the VO job. Okay. Heritage Caravan. It is official. 
officially sold out. Woohoo! Thank you so much for your patronage, and let's get ready for a road trip of a lifetime. Now it's from the 4th to 11th of March mm-hmm. on the Heritage Caravan 2023. We're going around the country, and it's powered by CCTV with support from City FM and proudly sponsored by Holland Ghana, the European Union, Malta Guinness, Ebony Condoms, Goyle Company Limited, National Lotteries Authority, and Voltic Mineral Water. And the Electricity Company of Ghana Limited has noticed with great concern the uncontrolled activity of bush burning, especially during the Hamatan season. It adversely impacts on the quality of power supply. These uncontrolled settings of fire to clear bushes end up burning our network system, resulting in outages and inconveniences to our customers. It also puts a heavy toll on our limited finances. Please be informed that ECG reserves the right to seek legal redress against offenders who, whose activities destroy our installations. Help ECG to serve you better go to ecg.com.gh join the data analytics revolution empower your team to work smart save time and deliver insight from data using the world's most powerful business tools microsoft excel and power bi finance skills hub offers hands-on practical training to corporate and individuals in excel for work in data analytics and financial modeling to help you improve productivity at the office go to finexskillshub.com or call 0244-782-36356 Sign up for our corporate and individual training sessions. Finance skills, learn, connect, grow. And Heritage Christian College is at Amasaman. We are accredited to by the GTEC. We are affiliated to KNUST, offering you programs of different kinds, BBA, accounting, marketing, human resource management, and more, BSc, information technology, and we also do tutorials for professional programs. Get in touch on 54 731 or 202 399. You can also contact us on our WhatsApp or short code star 789 star 300 hash for our many or many programs. You can enter through WASI or HND or as a mature student, we have hostel facilities available. When we come back, the biggest question about finance we will try to answer. My guest is Yabeni Amponsa and the question is, where do you invest your money now? Effective Living Series is up next. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Welcome to another edition of your Effective Living Series on the theme 2023 Startup Pack. This is our fourth and final week where we are focusing on financial foundations for the year. We've spoken about how to get out of debt. We've spoken about how to prioritize your finances for the year. We've spoken about insurance. Today, I want to answer what I consider to be the big question for the year, not just for Ghana, but for the world. Where do we invest our money now? That's the topic I'll be looking at. My guest is working in finance, real estate, and other areas of business for many years, and he will share his personal views on this subject. And of course, Effectively in Series will be on our social media platforms. If you watch and you like, please share what you see. My guest is Yao Benny Amponsa, and I've known him for many years as a finance expert who also invests in many businesses. But I don't know what he does these days. Yao, welcome to the show. Thank you. How do you describe yourself? What do you do these days? Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. Uh, so I, I try to solve problems. I like that. And hopefully, people will pay me for it. You know, in analyzing Ghana's economy, I was asking myself, so, where do I invest my money now? Now, I didn't know it was a very big question until I read an article in Bloomberg a week or two ago where they were asking the same question, basically saying the stock markets globally have underperformed, the bond market is in chaos, 
housing markets are not doing well, and even crypto lost value by 70%. So the question for global financiers was, what's happening? Interest rates are high, inflation is high. So traditional ways of investing for passive income almost have been obliterated. So that's my question. But before we get into answering that, why, why do you think this year has been so turbulent? In fact, last year, 2022, has been so turbulent, interest rates are so high, you know, inflation is 55% in Ghana. What is going on? So, um, uh, thank you. First of all, from the global point of view, mm. for since 2007, there's been cheap money. Mm -hmm. Interest rates have been artificially low for a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, the developed economies, the Western economies, haven't really offered people the sort of returns that they want. You look at places like Japan and Switzerland, they've even had negative interest rates. Mm. So in chasing yield, especially for the sophisticated investors, mm. they've had to go outside of their comfort zone and, and come to places like Ghana seeking returns. Now, the thing about cheap money is that effectively, especially in the developed economies, it has an effect on inflation. And in fighting inflation, central banks tend to raise their interest rates. So now, if you're a money manager and you can get acceptable yield in the U.S., then between Ghana and the U.S., where would you rather place your money? So we've seen money pulled out of uh, emerging economies and also developing countries uh, back to... Traditional safe havens. Traditional safe havens. So mm. say the U.S., for mm. example. Now, also recently we all know we suffered a pandemic. And with the difficulties and disruptions to mm. global supply chains... What's happened is that countries that have little capacity to innovate and solve their own problems internally have been exposed for the underdeveloped countries that they are. Mm. So places like Ghana, for instance. Mm. And um, what that means is that we are not as productive as we used to be. Mm -hmm. And so... We all sorts of difficulties, reasons why we are not attractive to uh, the global capital market, and mm. they would rather go to places where things are happening. Mm. So, so you call it cheap money or easy money? Yeah. As against what? <laughs> Real money or as against hard-earned money? Um, so it all started with a quantitative easing. Mm -hmm during the global financial crisis about 15 years ago okay. where uh, countries like uh, again the US because that's you know the dollar is the reserve currency for, for the world and um, in the quantitative easing they pumped several trillions uh, of dollars into their own economy mm -hmm. and these were funds basically created out of thin air and that money, because it was used to support the real sector, ended up in people's pockets. Eventually it has to go somewhere. Money has to find a home. And so that's what I'm referring to as easy money. But now, 
uh, there's been so people still have all this money, but in order to protect it, they would rather invest in a place like the U.S. rather than Ghana. So, so that's all well and good. When I study your trajectory as a, an entrepreneur, you've worked in finance for a long time. You've done real estate. I get the sense you've never really been a fan of passive income or easy money. Is that true? If it is, why is that? Because I do know that you've set up mutual funds before yeah. and you understand how easy money is made. Yet, you've, you've not, at least for the past decade, you've not done any of that. What, what is it? Um, <laughs> it's, it's a more complicated question than you realize. But, mm. but basically, I'm a firm believer that business exists mm -hmm. to solve problems. Okay. And if you're part of a country, an economy mm -hmm. that has a lot of problems, mm -hmm. then as you deal with it, the, it also creates opportunity. Right. So, yes, could have invested in uh, treasury bills like everybody else, uh, the stock market, the Ghana Stock Exchange, uh, which I've done in the past. Um, but because I believe that business should solve problems, that's why I focused on areas where I could make a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, it's also a little by accident mm -hmm. uh, exposure because um, when I was in school, uh, I don't know if we have enough time, but when I was in school, uh, lecturers went on strike for a year. Uh, instead of traveling, there was some uncertainty, so I found a job. They seemed to like me, so they kept me on. So throughout the time I was in school, I was working. And then after school, uh, my boss at the time invited me to work with him in a new company that he had set up. Um, and when I joined, there were about 12 of us. I stayed for 10 years. When I was leaving, there were about 600 of us. And, wow. And um, uh, over the 10 years, I saw how people that we worked with made a living, made money, and lifted their entire families out of poverty. Mm. Um, a, a steward who used to work with us and basically kept our premises clean and served food and all of that, because we paid him well, was able to take his children through St. Peter's and attend um, KNUST wow. and Legon. One is an engineer, the other is an economist. And, wow. You know, so... For business, that real value, if done well, makes makes a difference, and uh, wow. I think it's important for us to focus on that. And sorry if I'm spending a lot of time on this, viewers, but I feel it's important to go through this alley before we get into where do you invest your money now. So I'm I'm thinking about Ghana's economy, and I said on air before that our economy is highly financialized, yeah. and from a little back of the envelope calculation I did, I mean countries with much more sophisticated financial centers, the city in London, UK, US, they are less financialized than Ghana. And by that I mean, if you take the whole economy, manufacturing is much more significant than just financial services. Is that part of our problem as a country, the fact that we have so many financial instruments, so many financial companies, and yet real value creation is not that high? Um, you're perfectly right. Mm. You're perfectly right. Uh, 
Um, and I love your use of manufacturing because it's a proxy for a company's ability to solve its own problems, mm-hmm. right? Um, the thing about sectors like finance and law, for instance, is that they must serve other sectors in mm. order to be useful. Mm. Finance really finds a meaning in financing the real economy. Those who are doing stuff, those who are building stuff, right? Because the essence of finance, and for someone who study finance and economics, the basic reason why the financial services sector exists is intermediation. Someone has excess money, someone needs money, you match them efficiently at a good price, right? One that's affordable to the the one who needs it, which is the interest rate, and acceptable to the one who has the excess money, okay? That's the basic function of finance. That's the basic function of finance, Mm -hmm. to help people protect their wealth. Mm -hmm. Um, But as you know, people respond to incentives, and in Ghana, we sort of perverted it to finance basically chasing easy returns instead of solving hmm. problems. Wow. So we're in a situation where our own capital has no appetite, has no hmm. incentive to solve our problems. Hmm. So um, when, whenever everybody knows, when you're doing any meaningful project, you need to go and find money abroad. Right? Because Ghanaian banks won't finance it. Now, when you go abroad, the bank or the private equity fund or whoever is giving you money is probably funded by their pensions. So the South African equivalent of SNIT, for instance, the Public Investment Corporation, PIC, has funded a lot of infrastructure even here in Ghana and across Africa. But particularly in your own country. In Ghana, um, our pension funds hold nearly 80% of their value in government securities. By law. Right? No, no. Some of it, but I think they also unfairly blame the regulator mm-hmm. for two reasons. One is, even if it was by law, Whenever it's in their interest, they go and lobby the regulators. Why haven't they lobbied the regulators to change it? Mm. In in fairness, they've done quite a bit of it now. I think uh, the money they could put into private uh, projects has gone up from five percent to fifteen percent. You know, so, so there are we are seeing changes, and those changes will likely be accelerated by the current problems that we have. Wow. Let me summarize so yes. far. This is effectively in series, and we're talking to Abena Mponsa. He's a financial guy, but he's into entrepreneurship, real estate, and other things. And my question for this uh, morning, which I believe the question for the season, is where do you invest your money now? There's a debt exchange program. People have lost confidence in bonds. Stock market is not doing well. If you check the GSE All Share Index, compared their 2022 December to previous years, almost everything is down. Housing markets are not doing that well. If you look at the proxy for that, even cement purchases is coming down. So... We are talking about the end, or at least a temporary cessation of easy money. Now, how do you invest in real things? And in our last segment of the show, we'll talk about some real things. He has four areas he wants us to invest in, but we're still building <coughs> the foundation. So, the, 
overfinancialization is also a problem. So these are all yes. structural issues. But don't forget, this is a personal finance conversation. Yes. All right. So how do you... So what should you think about an economy like this? Because you're an economy that is going through a financial upheaval. Inflation is over 50%. The banks are not really lending. I analyzed some banks. A lot of them, their interest income is from financial instruments. So you are right. Um... So what, what do people with excess money or people who have saved enough to invest, how should they think about storing up that money or letting that money work? Yeah. Okay. So, um, but, but just a little step back and then we'll go for yes. it. The, the link between personal finance mm -hmm. and the structural issues is that what you're comfortable with personally mm -hmm. is most likely what you're going to, if you're a regulator, for instance, you're going to stipulate in your regulations. A regulator who holds 100% of his own wealth in treasury bonds is unlikely to understand why someone wants to invest in infrastructure. So that, that is the link. That's a very big hint. Yeah, that is the link, right? But um, that aside, mm. um, so wow, that's so, I, I, this is a very powerful one. I, I think you are giving me a clue as to what to discuss later on radio, <laughs> because a regulator who stores majority of his wealth in treasury bonds is not likely to understand why people must invest in real things. Because yeah. most of their money is made from just interest. Yes. Wow. So that, that is, uh, that's deep. We are all products of our experiences. That's deep. If you've never invested in a business mm. and you keep hearing business is risky, business is risky, and now you're put in a situation where you determine where people invest, you know, it, it's a steep learning curve. And most probably by the time you get there, you're a bit old. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. So. <laughs> You know, <laughs> wow, yeah, wow. So that, that so having said like, this, yeah, clearly, somebody like you who's not really a fan of too much passive income will not be as affected as people who have been just buying and selling money. So obviously, yeah. you have you are more diversified, and you are also more real than um, I don't know, real money than. Just paper value. Um, that is um, that's partially correct. Okay. Because whatever a person is into, whatever business a person is into, mm -hmm. your customers likely depend on their disposable income, which is now locked up somewhere. Mm. So mm. the effect may not be direct, mm -hmm. but the indirect effect may end up, you know, much the same as if it was direct. Mm. Um, but in terms of thinking about how to invest, um, when times are tough, mm -hmm. the difficulty makes people, and all people, whether it's employees, um, when, when a company is going through tough times, you find that the employees behave better they are more prompt to work because they know the company is suffering. And even if they are, it's not an altruistic 
behavior to help the company to exit the tough times. They are afraid that if they have to go home, <laughs> they, they, have nothing to they talk. put on their best behavior. They come behavior. to work earlier. They come to work earlier. They are looking very happy. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, that's just to say that when times are tough, people generally make better decisions mm. than when times are easy. I like that. Yeah, right? Because there is little room for error. Mm. Okay. And in people making better decisions, it throws up all sorts of opportunities. Mm -hmm. So um, when in, in terms of investment, I would say that this is the best time to look out for opportunities, right? Because your um, potential partner in the business will bring some skill or your potential customer or your potential supplier are all thinking hard about how to survive and, and, and make more dispassionate. So, for instance, um, this is not, may not be a realistic example, but imagine that you were trying to set up a bank or a lending institution, a microfinance, whatever. Mm -hmm. Because of the tough times that we've been through, there are lots of bankers looking to do something, and they are more reason likely to be reasonable in what they ask for in exchange for either teaming up with you or supplying their labor. So um, the first thing is, what opportunities do you see? Now, the thing about opportunities is that it's not everything you see that perspective. You know, there's a, there's a famous saying by a professor that you may see a gap in the market, but is there a market in the gap? <laughs> right? Is this something that people pay you for? Mm. Okay? And you need to make good decisions, and you need to be realistic uh, uh, about that. Mm -hmm. But the key thing to bear in mind when mm -hmm. considering any opportunity is... Are you solving a problem? Mm. Mm. Okay. That's especially if you're investing in a business. Okay. Are you solving a problem? Mm. Because the only thing that does not lie is cash in business. You can fiddle your numbers and show a profit, whatever. But with cash, people only hand it over for value. And someone will give you cash only if you've solved a problem or you have the capacity to solve a problem for that person. So if you're thinking about... So the test about, of the health of a business is cash? It's cash. Cash flow. Mm. Right? Not, not so much profit. It's cash flow. Now, um, if you're going to invest in a business, mm -hmm. then what problem, Are you what solving? real problem is that business solving? What mm -hmm. will people pay you for? As a mentor of mine used to say, tell me when I was a, a young man, be careful what you are known for because that's right. So what real problem are you solving? Mm -hmm. But business is not the only thing that people can invest in. Okay. And in terms of um, risk appetite, because again, it's not everyone who, is, who has the aptitude to be an uh, entrepreneur. Okay, and it's perfectly fine for someone to be just an employee, a very good employee serving his employer and doing well because that business is also solving a problem whether you own it or not. Um, but if you don't have that risk appetite and for you, you like being an employee every month, the till rings, crane, your salary is landed, whatever, you can still invest 
by investing in yourself. Let's pause there. I'll come to that as yeah. the final aspect. We're talking effective living series, and the question is, where do you invest your money now in the face of the economic upheaval we're facing globally and particularly in Ghana? So my guest, Abena Ponsal, says, obviously, businesses are key. They create real value. So you can invest in the business. But it starts off by saying invest in yourself. So elaborate on that a bit before we continue. So the first place to look is invest in yourself in times like these. In times like that? this. So um, it is well known that in the U.S., for instance, mm -hmm. Business school admissions mm -hmm. rise when they have a downturn in the economy. It's true. So when people are laid off with their little savings, instead of staying home, they say, let me go to school. Let me acquire a new skill, a new competency, so that by the time people, the economy picks up and they are looking for people to come and work, hey, I have this additional skill and I'm more competitive than the other person who also wants the same job. Um, uh, but even if you're not an employee, uh, everybody, continuous learning is important. In fact, mm -hmm. just yesterday, I have signed up for a six-week course hey. on, uh, with, um, online with uh, Oxford. On with all the things you know, you are still going to school. Charisma. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it's, it's important. So invest in yourself as invest a starting point. Invest in yourself point. as a starting point. And of course, investments in education. I think we were saying on air some time back that if your plan is for 100 years, educate a child as against 10 years, build, plant a tree. So mm -hmm. money spent mm -hmm. on self-development or knowledge acquisition is never money wasted. No, it is not wasted. But apart from investing in yourself, where else can you invest in times like these? Um, what, what I'm going to say is a bit controversial. And I left it's home. It's probably the only thing controversial you've said today. <laughs> <laughs> so you go ahead. I, I left home with strict instructions from my <laughs> domestic managing director not to say anything controversial. <laughs> <laughs> but um, again, if, if you, you have a bit more risk appetite, in, um, in a, specifically in the Ghanaian context, mm -hmm. I would say hold Forex. Hold Forex. Hold USD, right? Um, the the C, uh, people who say, "Hey, it's That's not patriotic. patriotic." Yeah, all right. But uh, you are an economist. You know the background to currency, right? Mm. Before, um, currency was basically gold, and then paper money, which was backed by gold. So if you held ten units of the paper money, it meant you were entitled to a certain amount of gold sitting somewhere, and then. Uh, all the countries in the world went off the gold standard in the 70s yes. to what we call fiat money. Fiat money. Fiat money, the government says it is currency because... I say so. I say so. And America right? can just jack up the numbers to increase the money. But That's, when you do it in Ghana, they say you are creating <laughs> inflation, so you can't do it. You know, but... Um, and, and fiat money is backed by the entire strength of the economy. Yes. But if you're asking me to hold my wealth, and money serves a number of, apart from being a medium of exchange, it holds value. It protects mm -hmm. your wealth, mm -hmm. right? And if you're asking me to hold my wealth in cities, mm -hmm. meanwhile, you the same government that you issue the currency that you say I should hold, you are doing everything possible to undermine the currency. And you are buying things in dollars. And you are buying things in dollars, and you're paying people in dollars, and you know, you're charging your fees in dollars, you know, all of that then why should it be the burden of the individual Ghanaian 
to protect the currency. Mm. When the one who owns the currency, who issued it, because the currency is just a promissory note. Let me ask you a question on that point. I was talking to somebody and I said, if you had bought Forex since before they do denomination and kept your money in, say, USD, and versus buying into some collective investment scheme, would you have been better off? And the best one I can know is it would have been better to invest in these things. But if you consider how the CD has fallen compared to the dollar in the past, 20 years. Mm -hmm. uh, have, you done the, have, you, have you done the numbers to, and compare that to inflation? Would you have been better off if you had bought foreign FX? So, so let's say not to today, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say, let's take um, a 14, 15 year period. Mm -hmm. So from 2007. Mm -hmm. In 2007, the CD, the $1 was worth 95 pesos, right? It wasn't even one to one. It was worth 95 pesos. Mm -hmm. Um, as a say a year ago, mm -hmm. let's take out the aberration that's the last 12 months. A year ago, the CD was about 6.95, right? Now, that mm -hmm. by my calculation is um, annualized 17% depreciation of the CD every year mm -hmm. for 14 years, Jesus right? 17% annualized. Mm -hmm. In real terms, it goes up and down, but if you yeah. Analyzer, what we, we call compounded annual growth rate. So if you had, you had some money and you invested in U.S. dollars in, 20, in 2007, up to January of last year, your return in CD terms is 17%. Wow. Average inflation over the period is just under 12%. So that's a real return of over 5%, right? Yes, it is not as good as treasury bills or any of the world somewhere. But you have control over your money. It's in your account. It's yours. There's no haircut or anything. It's yours. Mm. Right? With a positive return. Wow. Okay. And so why not? So, <laughs> so, so if you have money, right, you, you maybe you've got... No, uh, I have a, a friend of mine, uh, Ali Nacha, who I call Ali Alphabet. You have too many degrees, right? So your alphabets can fill two or three lines after your name. You don't need to go to school again. <laughs> that, that's all well and good. But you also don't want to invest in any business or you want liquidity, right? You prefer. So I would say Perfect. if it's possible, buy FX and just keep it. Okay. Wow, this you know you were one not to say anything controversial, <laughs> but but I guess I guess you are right because a lot of people were even doing this. Okay, but we we probably have a show to discuss this later on. So somebody said somewhere that I heard that a country's exchange rate or currency value is like its share price. I think you said this to me in the past. Yeah. In the context of what you're saying, you're basically saying that. If we don't run our economy well and protect it, our currency's value will go down. And it takes more than moral suasion for people to invest in CDs. It, it's, it's a rational decision. Yeah. So if you want people to invest in CDs, the CD has to be strong. Yes. It's not an emotional thing. It's not an emotional thing because um, people work really hard for their money, mm -hmm. especially in a, in a country like Ghana, right, mm -hmm. where there's no free money. People work really hard for their money. So 
in protecting the value that they've created. It shouldn't be just about, oh, think of the country. What, the, what is the country thinking? But, but let me ask you, do our collective actions not contribute? So, for example, if we all speculatively converted our cities to buy dollars, it would worsen the exchange rate. So you're, you're speaking to someone who thinks that, I think, mm -hmm. that, and, and remember, I'm not just talking about this government, all governments. Yes, of course. We haven't shown enough maturity to manage a currency. So you know what? More than 50% of our problems will be solved if we ditch the city and we just spent U.S. dollars instead. <laughs> Are you talking about now or in future? No. You're serious? No. But, well, I, I, I'm not a soothsayer. I'm not, I'm not a prophet, so I can't talk about the future necessarily. Wow. But now, up, so our history up to now. So if your currency is losing 90% of its value against another currency, right? What does that say? Hmm. What does that say? Hmm. Wow. So, so it is not a trivial matter. It's not about people saying, oh, you know, let's be patriotic. And mm. Patriotism on an empty stomach means nothing. Wow. So uh, we either, and, and intentions are important. If we're all doing our best, that's fine. But if while you are doing your best, you know, those who have even greater responsibility than yourself are... Uh, you know, creating a rentier state. Uh, What's the point? What's the point? Wow. So, so where's the wise is enough? Um, within what is uh, permitted by law, <laughs> you take his advice. What about property? Nothing illegal. Of course not. Of <laughs> yeah. course. What you're saying is, yeah. what you're saying yeah. is, is, is very... Uh, let me, um, just to back up. Give me that, yeah. Let's say your cousin mm -hmm. lives in the U.S., uh -huh. comes down for Christmas, mm -hmm. Right. And he brought five thousand dollars to spend and chill. So he needs CDs. You and and you CDs. have CDs and you have some fifty thousand saved. You say, Hey, exchange rate of ten. So I'll, I'll use my CDs to pay. So for let me give you my CDs and, and, and take the dollars and let me put it in my bank account. So that's what I mean. Not speculatively going to buy dollars. No, not not to say but I when it. there's an opportunity like that. Can yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's what I mean. You, you do real estate. Yes. I use the cement figure because I didn't really have a, a proper measure of the property market. And indeed, our property market is a bit weird. I think in some extent it's inflated. Some of the properties are too expensive. Some of the amounts of money houses and cantonments are going for don't make sense anywhere. And I feel some of it is because of washing of money and the influence of other countries. But I'm not, I don't want to go there. So I'm, what I'm saying is I, didn't have the, I don't have the, the facts to say where the housing market is. But when I looked at 2022, September to September 2022, I saw cement sales was coming down. So that tells me that construction at least is not going up. So I'm using that as a proxy to say, housing may not be doing as well as we think. Because anecdotally, you can say, oh, I see people building houses at Ajingano. But cement sales is a very good proxy for how quickly people are putting up new projects. Right? Now, talk to me about real estate and what to think about if you feel your money should go into real estate. Um, I, I think it's, it's a good area to invest. Mm -hmm. It's not as lucrative as people generally think. Mm -hmm. They think you do one project, you double your money. No. <laughs> Um, if you make, if you're able to make, um, and, and 
real estate is generally denominated in dollars mm -hmm. uh, in Ghana or indexed. That's a different problem right? we have to discuss. It's indexed. <laughs> um, but if you make anything, uh, you do a project which may take maybe two years and you make anything around 20%, you've done very well. So on an annualized basis, all you really made is about 11%, okay, as a, as a developer. Okay. Um, it's possible to do more. I'm talking about average. Right. Now, um, the thing about real estate, the reason it slowed down in terms of construction, mm -hmm. because as you said, what, there's, there was very little credit to begin with. Now there's zero credit. Okay. People um, used their recurrent income to fund buildings slowly. Now incomes are threatened. So if you're not too sure of what you're getting tomorrow, what you get today, you hold on to it a bit longer. Right? The house can wait. It's not going anywhere. Right? right? Um, so the individuals and mom and pop, small developers here and there, things have slowed down. And also, even if you're um, a, a large developer, demand has slowed down as well, a little, okay, in certain segments, and I'll go into that. Mm -hmm. So you build slower, mm -hmm. because it's not like you're not buying as quickly. As quickly as, yeah. Or those who are buying are paying in bits and, and pieces. So uh, things slow down generally. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, and in every industry, there's some illegality happening. So in terms of laundering money, you know, they happen, I, I think, you know. But a lot of the development, okay, is just people genuinely who either need a place to live or using it as a store of value, mm -hmm. okay? Instead of holding cash in my account, let me go and buy a few bags of cement, let me get the masons, okay, build this wall and this wall, and let's rest. Next time, we'll build this wall. The only thing I see is, is beautiful That was Bernard Avla interviewing Yao Bennett Amponsa on the topic, where do I invest my money now? It's a good question, and I'm sure a lot of people are wondering where they can invest their money, um, especially in these current economic times. But great conversation, as always, on the Effective Living series, always at 9 a.m. Uh, from Monday to Thursday on the City Breakfast Show. Be sure to tune in for that. Today is Thursday, so this was the last one for this week, but uh, you can still catch up with the Effective Living series on our platforms. Well, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking about arthritis, yes, and rotary. You may be wondering, what's the correlation? Well, we'll explain it when we come back after the break. But the Effective Living Series is sponsored by Enterprise Insurance and Hallmark Freight and Logistics Ghana Limited. Stay tuned. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise.
All right, it's 9.50 on the Sydney Breakfast Show, and uh, we're going to talk about something related to our health. Now, the 2nd of February every year is World Rheumatoid Arthritis Day, and here in Accra, Ghana, we've got some wonderful ladies who are joining me in the studio to talk about what they are doing to mark the day and what we can all do to create more awareness about arthritis. So let's say a very good morning to Rotarian Julia Asantenim, who is the president of the Rotary Club of Accra La East. Dr. Mami Boatima Emisa Arthur is a consultant rheumatologist and Rotarian Shika Tete is the charter president of Accra Spintex Rotary Club. Good morning, good morning, good morning, ladies. Good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Okay, Doc, I'm going to start with you on World Rheumatoid Arthritis Day and exactly what arthritis is. So if you could just quickly educate the public and give us uh, Rheumatoid Arthritis 101, what is it? Okay, so Rheumatoid Arthritis is a type of arthritis that affects all sorts of ages. So you can have it affecting young children, you can have it affecting young adults, and then obviously the elderly as well. The reason why we're focused so much about rheumatoid arthritis is that it's an autoimmune disease mm. that lots of people don't know about. It, it essentially comes about because you have your body's internal organs essentially being attacked by itself. Mm. Normally you have a good functioning immune system that will produce antibodies to protect you against foreign material, but in autoimmune diseases it starts to attack the joints. And rheumatoid arthritis is one of those conditions where it happens. Beyond the joints then it extends to other organs, so it can affect the lungs, it can affect the heart, etc. We're quite keen about it because if you think about it, I think in the past or people's general perceptions, arthritis is something of the elderly. So exactly. our parents, That's our, the our right. grandparents. But if you're starting to get arthritis in young adults, so someone in their 20s or even, as I said, it can affect children, yeah. then you imagine a huge working population that may be affected because of pain in the joints, stiffness in the joints. They're not able to function well. When they're not able to function well, they can't go to work. They can't engage in social activities. And what does that lead to? Isolation. It may lead to um, problems of depression. And all of these have a huger impact than just the joint disease. And so we want to say arthritis isn't just a disease of the elderly. It is a disease that can spread through all age groups. And they are over, apart from rheumatoid arthritis, there are probably over 100 different types of arthritic conditions that may affect the joints alone, mm-hmm. so i.e. the bones, or may be more systemic. So that is why we really want to raise awareness. Rheumatoid arthritis, I think also I would say, will affect more women than it does men. Oh, wow. Okay, So if you think about, apart from the working environment, mothers at home looking after children, you know, they say women are the backbone of society. So if you have a core group of your society that have been affected by this condition, then the knock-on effects are quite grave. Definitely. Um, Beyond the joints with disability, deformities, you can have other complications. So if you're not moving well, Mm. you can then develop medical issues, so obesity, because then you're not exercising. And with that comes diabetes, with that comes hypertension, and then it just builds up. And so that's that key thing. That can affect different age groups and is quite wide ranging in in terms of its symptoms or how it presents. How easily is it diagnosed? and treated? 
So what I would say is that if you have persistent pain in a joint, so a joint is where your two bones meet and where they move, if you have persistent pain in a joint or around a joint, and when I say persistent, for rheumatoid arthritis, we'll say if it goes beyond six weeks. Mm. For other arthritis, we may say a bit longer. But if that is persistent, then please do not ignore it. So with the symptoms of arthritis is pain, which is a cardinal symptom, but together comes swelling. You may notice that the joint feels a bit warm to touch compared to other joints. You will find that you can't move it around much. Um, and also some patients may have just general unwellness. So they may feel um, like they've got malaria. And that's a common thing that my joints ache, my body mm-hmm, aches, I have body mm-hmm, pain. Mm-hmm. You go to the doctor and they say it's malaria. You take malaria treatment and it doesn't get better. Um, so these are some of the symptoms to look out for. And okay. once you identify these symptoms, then you see your general doctor. All right. um, if your general doctor is unable to diagnose or you realize that you are going frequently with the same issue, then there are rheumatologists available currently in Ghana. There are three of us in the whole country. Um, And so, but we're all available. And so we can have the conversation and guide you towards diagnosis. Okay, so you're all Rotarians here. And um, (laughs) we know that you're planning a health screening program in line with the celebration of World Rheumatoid Arthritis Day. So talk to us about what Rotary is doing here and why you're partnering with DOC to bring more awareness about this disease. Okay. Um, okay, thank you. So, um, first of all, Rotary, we are a global network of um, uh, over 1.4 million people. And we have people like you, me, leaders, problem solvers is what we call ourselves. And Rotary sees a world where people come together to unite take action and make lasting change. Mm -hmm. So in everything we do, that is the core of what we focus on. And programs such as what we're doing with um, Rotarian Mami at the moment, where we have identified this problem of people misunderstanding who the arthritis Mm -hmm. can attack, falls perfectly into our avenue of service. Rotary has seven avenues of service. Mm -hmm. I will talk about it later, (laughs) or CPC Carwell. And in the avenue of service of prevention and um, disease, disease prevention and treatment, okay. uh, a health screen so that mm-hmm. people are made aware will fall neatly into that. Great. This month marks our vocational service month. Okay. And Mami's vocation as a rheumatoid arthrologist also helps us awesome. um, to fulfill or commemorate that. So okay. together we are doing things Rotary and hoping to create lasting change in so Ghana. What, what form will this take with the event that you're organizing? Um, basically it's going to be um, as, as uh, the two ladies have already said, we're going to have uh, the forum where the public will be informed you know, about what arthritis is and uh, who can get it as uh, Mami has just indicated. And also we're going to have free dietitian, uh, uh, you know, advice from a dietitian and then physiotherapists will be there. Okay. And to add on to that, we have the National Health Service coming in and giving mm. people, you know, registering people. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. So for the NHIS card. For the NHIS card, yes. Okay. And we are focusing on everybody because, as Mami has already said, it attacks anybody. Anyone. So okay. anyone can go to the hospital because of rheumatoid rheumatological issues. Yes, that's great information. Okay, so where is this taking place? When and how do people participate? 
Okay, so this is taking place this Saturday um, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's taking place in Osu at Nuffield Clinic. Um, I'm sure if you put it in Google Maps, it will come up, but it's near the Salvation Army headquarters. Um, so we're doing it at the premises of the clinic, and we have open policy. So anyone can walk in, anyone will, can come in to participate. Okay. We will start with the arthritis awareness talk and discussion in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it's best to come early so that you can engage in that, ask questions. And then following that, we also have medical personnel on site. So just general health screening. Okay. Is my blood pressure normal? Mm-hmm. Is my fasting sugar normal? Do I have diabetes? Um, am I overweight? Those things we can also um, facilitate, so we'll have service personnel around to deal with that. And then we have, as Shika has said, consultations, mini consultations mm-hmm. with the physiotherapist, the dietitian. And it's important because, as I had mentioned earlier, these are all supportive treatment plans in patients with arthritis. It's not only just medication, but we do physiotherapy, and physio is not only massage. They have a wide array of other um, treatment modalities. Okay. Dietitian is important, um, and that it's free. It's, it's free. free. It's free. It's free. No yes. cost to open the general public. <laughs> open to all the public. Yes, and please, free. we encourage the public to take advantage because mm-hmm. there will be free registration for the National Health yes. Insurance Card. This is great stuff. Okay, so this is happening on Saturday, this coming Saturday, yes. which is what, the 28th, 28th January at the Nifil Clinic in Osu. And how can people get in touch if they want more information? Is there a phone number they can call? Or are you on social media? You can so give out your handles as well. We are on social media. Um, if you put in Nifil Clinic Ghana, it comes up across um, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. Um, but I can also give you. So are the Rotary Clubs. Oh, the Rotary Club of Akrala East on social media. Rotary Club also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the On all the social media handles. Awesome. So the clinic number 030 Okay. So if anyone wants to call through for any prior information, then they can do so. So 030 222-9289. Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Rotary and Julia Asante Nim, who's the president of the Rotary Club of Accra La East, Dr. Mami Watima Emisa Arthur, a consultant rheumatologist, and Rotary and Shika Tete, charter president of Accra Spintech's Rotary Club. Thank you so much for joining us. All the best on Saturday. Thank you. And, uh, Thank you for many having us. Come out, so you're welcome. Thank you you're for welcome. having us. Oh, and it's 10 o'clock, which means it's time for news. And Caleb Kuda is standing by to do the honors today. Hi, Caleb, as if I haven't seen you all morning. Hello, Cockney. But Good in morning. a different capacity now. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. And I'm, I, I'm sure I can predict what your first story is going to be <laughs> in the 10 o'clock news. You would be right, right if you said. Does it have something to do with a certain Dr. Forson? Absolutely. I see. 